All right, Nerdy Bones, back in the studio. What's up, Nick? What's up, Keith? Dude, I'm excited for tonight. I'm super excited. I'm for excited this for tonight. Like so uh, much. Just like the uh, the spark in your eye that I can see for this, <laughs> and you know, and you lent me a movie to watch that kind of kind of explains the story. Yeah, it's a movie called The Way. Yeah, I'm gonna get into that a little bit. Yeah. So so I don't mispronounce it. I want you to introduce what we're talking. Yeah, today about. we're talking about uh, the Camino de Santiago. Yeah, and you guys like I only know about it because of Nick telling me about it. Yeah, and it's pretty amazing. Most people in the in the U.S. honestly, most people have no idea what this is. Well, what I really enjoyed about the maybe sto- if you're Catholic, you might. Yes. But even I'm sure there are even a lot of Catholics out there who have no idea what this yeah. is. What I really enjoyed about the story is they uh, the well, I'm taking everything I know from the movie. Mm-hmm. What they were talking about is a pilgrimage a lot. Yeah, you know, and That's exactly I, what it is. Yeah, so. Um, Without further ado, brother, you just uh, you got the floor and just yeah. get so, st- go ahead. So today, like I wanted, I really wanted to do this episode, and I've been honestly excited for weeks. And I, I already, know, I already, <laughs> I'm feel excited like, for you, I already, dude. I already feel like I've got a little bit of emotion in my voice. Honestly, that's good, man. Because um, this is a very, very uh, personal subject to me. It Means a lot to you. It, this means a, a very yeah, like. And the, it, like more than most everything in my life. Well, like in in watching the movie, I was like, "Fucking Nick did this!" Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. I yeah. Know. So, um, yeah. I'll shut up. And it's always crazy to talk to people. Like this is one of my favorite things I ever talk about too. And that's, that's one so thing, cool, like, man, it's so. I cool. tell people about it, and they're like, "What the fuck?" That's so. Like cool, you did dude. this. What's well, um before you start? Mm-hmm. What's the full length of the journey? They, 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 I forget what they were saying. It varies depending on where you start. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll get into that later. Okay. Okay. Um. Because yeah, it's it's a whole topic I'll get into. Okay. So uh, yeah, without further ado, I'll, I'm gonna go into the history of the Camino de Santiago, and I'm gonna say like I did get this off of Wikipedia, but it was a very good source. Of but here's the thing: is you still were there. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this was that kind of a good way to give me give everyone out there some history about it, and in fact, some of this stuff I just didn't even know either. <laughs> um. So yeah, to get started, so so the Camino de Santiago, or um, in English, the Way of Saint James. That's so cool. And St. James is uh, actually was uh, the apostle. Uh, you, you, uh, not to interrupt, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but you do have some stuff on St. James right, too, right? Um, not so much. Okay, okay. I didn't really worry about that as much. Uh, what you need to know about him is, is he was uh, an apostle, so he was one of the apostles over uh, when Jesus was born that showed up. Uh, was it seven apostles, I believe? It was seven apostles, seven apostles. yeah. Okay, so uh, it's composed of many different routes that all lead to the same place, San- Santiago de Compostela in the northwestern region of Spain. And it's a uh, it's traditionally known as like where the bones of uh, Saint James are buried. Oh, I didn't. Um, I, or Saint, yeah, or Saint John the Apostle. So Saint Saint James makes makes me think of the movie Dogma, like big titty. I don't bit. know why it has actually Saint John the Apostle. I guess well, Jane, James and John, I think can be yeah, James. But that's just I digress. <laughs> I digress. But uh, I actually end up finding I didn't realize this until later on. But apparently, I guess it's just his hand that really? is kind of entombed there, just like you know, really? like kind of a reliquary. I'm not a hundred percent. Sure, but I'm pretty sure that's, that's what it is, is, is. Is and I'll get into the to uh, to all that later. So anyway, um, the pil- the pilgrimage to Santiago has uh, never ceased from the time of the discovery of Saint James's remains in 812 AD. Wow! Yeah. <laughs> wow. 812. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, um, legend holds that Saint James's remains were carried by boat from Jerusalem from Jer- Jerusalem. Sorry. To northern Spain, where he was buried in, in what is now the city of Santiago de Compostela. Okay. Yeah, and there's okay. a big cathedral there at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. They actually, I think they just finished restoring it. Um, wow. Pretty recently, it looks completely different now from when I saw it. 
That's cr- dude, I'm so, I might, I'm so I might jealous. use our Instagram picture tonight of me like standing in front of it. You should, dude. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, mind. sorry. Because it is one of like my proudest moments. Yeah, that's awesome. Sorry. Oh, before you continue, tell uh, me what you're drinking. Oh, I got so I uh, I work in a in a restaurant where they sell a lot of wine from around the world, and I end up getting a bottle of Spanish wine. That's awesome. From uh, the Rioja region, which is my favorite region. That's awesome. And and I'm not a big um, I'm not a big fan of wine and I tasted it and it's not bad. Yeah, you ta- you're like oh dude I don't like wine. I don't you, like wine. You, you, you had to be like, like, you had to be like, like fuck that's good. You had to be like taste this dude. I'm like, yeah. Eh. And I haven't had Spanish wine in probably honestly about four years. Yeah. I want to say. Yeah. Well, the, how old were you when you did well, this? Well, uh, well, well. Am, tell I, you about am, the am wine I jumping? Am I jumping ahead? Well, give me one sec. So, uh, the, yeah, the name of this wine is uh from uh, I guess a vineyard called uh, Protus. Okay. And uh, in the Rio Rioja region, and I thought it was cool because this guy, like, I didn't, I just told this guy what I wanted, and he's like, "Okay, he knew, I'll give you this." To look for. And I actually, f- I looked up the, where the vineyards located. And it's like actually uh, pretty close to my favorite city in Spain, which is Burgos. That's cool. Um, Very cool. Yeah. And um, oh, so how old was I? Yeah. <laughs> like so I'm I trying was, to trying to jump ahead. Uh, twenty-eight. Uh, let me see. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. So I wa- I walked it six years ago. And it was almost, it was pretty much exactly six years ago, because I think cool. I started on the 8th or the 9th. That's cool, man. Um, so when we're recording this, we're recording this on the 10th. So yeah, it would have been like two days ago. It was a six-year <laughs> oh, anniversary. Man, I didn't realize that. That's so fucking cool, man. And just smelling the wine and tasting yeah, it, just yeah. t- it totally takes me <laughs> well, back. Well, I can see it in Because they, they have amazing wines. Well, they, the listeners out there can't see his face, but I can. <laughs> you ever had the chance, like, like anyone out there, like Spanish wine is unbelievably awesome well and i hate wine but and yeah. i and i tasted that i was like whoa yeah <laughs> like, it's whoa. very it's, it warms you up you use, you, use, <laughs> you use the word oh earthy. i lived off this stuff man for, you, for a month well you use the word earthy oh totally yeah yeah well it's well that's you know, cool is when you're you are walking through spain um you walk through or uh, walk past a lot of vineyards and that was yeah, one I cool thing I, I actually came to learn was like I kind of was on a bit of a wine tasting tour <laughs> nice. when I was going through. It was a lot of fun. Did you do the whole thing where they snap your... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, cool, man. You have to have that, actually, yeah, in yeah. order to stay at hostels. You have to have your pa- um, passport, right? Yeah, your pilgrim's passport. Um, I might get into... I think that's got something I got to have a little bit later. Okay. But okay. it is... There's a there's a, there's a little kind of booklet sort of thing. Yeah, I was seeing with that. Multiple that pages. Uh, just look up pilgrim's passport if you're interested, and you have to get it... You get it stamped wherever you go, like... And you, if you, in order to stay at like hostels or refugios, um, well, it's uh, albergue or, or refugio. Did you? Which st- are the traditional two places you would stay? Did you stay at any hostels? I well, the al- hostel is well. Another word for hostel, I believe, is uh, is albergue. Okay. Albergue, I think, pretty much means hostel. Okay. And I think uh, primitivo, I, I believe. And and by the way, I'm going to preface this by saying I am. Horrible pronunciation when it comes to Spanish. <laughs> you shouldn't be because and we live. I, in... <laughs> and I spent almost a month in Spain, and I only learned a few words. I learned how to order my drinks. Oh, there you go. And that was about it. There you go. <laughs> but I did not mean to derail your story because yeah. I really want to hear this. So, um, yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's I'm, all part. It's serious, all dude. it's all a collective thing. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, it's like yeah, I'm going to give you all this, but at the same time, I'm going to talk about mm-hmm. it. You know, in my experience. So this is a little bit of mix of both. It's not just a very straightforward right. narrative I'm giving you. And then talking about it because yeah. we got to keep it kind of interesting, right? <laughs> we are doing a show, so um, get back to what I was talking about. So the way can uh, take one of dozens of pilgrimage routes to Santiago Compostela. Uh, traditionally, as with most pilgrims, the way of Saint James be, uh, began at one's home and entered uh, ended at the pilgrimage site. So there were actually people who would yeah they would literally would leave, just leave from their home. They would like around that time in the Middle Ages and even still today, people will do it. Well, they'll walk from their homes wherever they are in the world and they'll walk to uh santiago shit dude i find this very fascinating 
I really do. Like after watching the movie mm-hmm. and kind of like getting an understanding. Did of, you tell what the name of the movie was? Oh, it's called The Way. It's called The Way. Yeah, like I just re- and dude and just real quick, mm-hmm. this movie guys watch it. It's good. I, I watched it twice. Just I will say one thing. It is a very and I got and I. It's a heavy. This, it's a heavy. Well, movie. it is. Well, I will say this. Um, and I had someone tell me this on on the Camino. It was like it is a very Hollywoodized version well, of the Camino. Yeah. yeah. And I kind of I will somewhat agree with it. It kind of is, but they kind of have to tell an interesting story at the same time. Right. Right. So I get that. Right. Um, well, like the gist of the movie is Martin. Well, Martin you know what? Sh- go, I'll shut up. Well, let's get into that later. I want to. Yeah. <laughs> Not to stop. I'm, I'm just giving. I'm just giving Nick a thumbs up. I just up. don't want to derail it with that. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to it later though. Yeah. Um, when I get more into uh, talking about it. So the waken, yeah, um, yeah. So sorry, I gotta find out where I'm at. Uh, so traditionally, as as uh, with most pilgrimages, uh, the way of Saint James began at one's home and at pilgrimage site. However, a few of the routes are considered main ones. So during the Middle Ages, the way was uh, highly traveled. However, the Black Death, the Protestant Reformation, and political unrest in the 16th century Europe led to its decline. And by the 1980s, only a few hundred pilgrims per year registered in the pilgrim's office in Santiago. And in October of 1987, the route was declared the first European cultural route That's by the crazy. Council of Europe. It was also named one of UNESCO's World Heritage Sites. And really? Since, since the 1980s, the route has attracted a growing number of modern-day international pilgrims. And um, I want to say, I actually looked at pilgrims. They actually show, have uh, numbers of pilgrims because there's a, there's a pilgrim's office in Santiago. Uh, it's all kind of off yeah. the church, um, off the cathedral. And you go in there and you get your, uh, what's, your what's called a compostela. Okay, and it's I've a document. That, I, well, I've heard that word. It's a document showing um, that you completed. Uh, That's amazing. The Camino. Yeah. Well, at least the last uh, hundred kilometers. So I'll get into that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know I have a lot of things. Like, no, I'll get into no, that. No, I'll get into no, that. No, that. That's great. But man. in the eighties, like there were only like a few hundred who would walk it a year, and the last I saw, um, in fact, I could probably look it up. Honestly, oh, you know, I don't have it right off the bat. Like, so. uh, well, you're, um, but the last but... I saw it was a uh, around like one hundred eighty thousand something like wow. that. It, in fact, it might be higher. Well, like it's not quite the same thing, but one of the things I've actually been looking into because of like my whole Bigfoot obsession, mm-hmm. I, I found a way to bring it in. But uh, mm-hmm. as like I've actually been looking into doing the Appalachian Trail. Yeah, you know, it's I don't think it's quite as long as yeah. as Camino. How long is the is it? I don't know off the top of my head, but like I know a lot of people that have completed it. Mm-hmm. But it's not it's not nearly on the same scale of whatever you know. It's just well, a, no, it's because it's it, well, isn't that from like uh, where is it from Virginia? To Virginia, Georgia? yeah, Virginia to Georgia, yeah. And it's uh, there. The thing is, there's like markings the whole way. Mm-hmm. And is is that the case on Camino? Yeah, it is actually um, along the most traveled uh, routes. Uh, yeah. You actually have uh, yellow arrows that point the way. Oh, and there's, cool. There's a lot yeah. of little like little stone structure type yeah. things that uh, that sh- that point towards there. Yeah. And the symbol of this of the Camino is the scallop shell. Oh. It's like a yellow scallop shell uh, that's kind of done in um. Well, it can be like done in kind of like a blue background, or it can be like opposite. That's cool, man. Um, but yeah, I actually have some numbers. Um, I, I looked up. So in the 1980s, so say 1985, there was only 690. Wow. And you go into, uh, say, just last year, there was 327,000. <laughs> and the year I walked in 2013, there was 215,880. Wow. So you were you were one of that number. I was. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> it's actually kind of cool to say. Yeah. But it's it's only been gro- going up in, in, uh, in recent years, and it's only going to keep going up. Yeah. But the thing is with the Camino is there's so many different routes that you can take that it's... 
it, it, you know, it varies on which route, uh, which routes are busier. The the busiest route is uh, the Camino Francis, and it's uh, the one I took actually, um, but and that goes from uh, Saint John Pierre de Port to Santiago, and that's the one route you walk that's the most popular, the easiest to get along. There's the most towns. There's the most to do, and where you meet the most people. Did you? Here's my question. Did you stay at towns? Did you camp? What did you? I do? didn't camp out. No, you stay in you stay in the in the little towns. That's so fucking cool. And dude. maybe if, uh, the occasional city. That's so fucking cool, dude. Like yeah. the the fact that you did that. Like I'm jealous. You're like I just really... I can talk about the hostel experience later. Yeah, on. I would love to hear that, man. Um, remind or um, you know, I'll write that down real quick. Because it, it, at just, the end, just so we don't forget it. It's just really cool that you uh, took that and did it. You know, what I mean, like because like. I've been camping for like 13, 14 days at a time, mm-hmm. but I've never like walked that distance. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> so, but continue. Um, let me find my spot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't mean to derail. I so, just, so I there's just... there's another thing. Um, so whenever Saint James Day, July, which is July twenty fifth. So that's actually one thing. We, it's a feast day. I'm guessing. I'm just guessing because, and we actually talked about that uh, yeah, pretty did. recently. A feast and a feast day for those don't, who don't know is a day of celebration. It's not a day you necessarily eat food. Yeah, but no. saints have uh, feast days. Well, the same thing with Patrick. And it's, yeah, it's the same. It's the day you celebrate that saint. Yeah. So uh, when yeah, whenever Saint James Day, July 25th, falls on a Sunday, the cathedral uh, declares a holy a holy year or a jubilee year, depending on leap years. The holy year occur in uh, five, six, and eleven year intervals. The most recent were 1982, 1993, 1999, 2004, and 2010. And next will be 2021, 2027, and 2032. And in those years, like, like it, like the numbers like double. Oh wow! Because so, the last one was uh, 2010. So to give you some perspective, so in in 2009, 145,000 people walked, and in 2010, 272,000 walked. Oh my but god! But then in, in 2011, uh, only 179,000 walked. Really? So that just shows you the jump because people want to do it during like holy years because it oh, just that makes it's sense. kind of that makes sense more meaningful, I suppose. Um, so the main pilgrimage route to Santiago follows an early Roman trade route, which I can, didn't know that. Yeah, which continues to the Atlantic coast of Galicia, ending at uh, Cape Finisterre, which is important um, <laughs> to a lot of people because um, it's a lot of people. Um, and I'm gonna I'll probably in a, add a little bit. Of, I'm gonna add a little bit more in a second. But it, a lot of people choose to go from Santiago and continue walking on to Finisterre. Continue. Continue on. Um, you actually saw that in the movie. <laughs> so, so although uh, it is known today that Cape uh, Finisterre, Spain's western mo- po- westernmost point, is not the westernmost point of Europe, uh, there's a point in uh, Portugal that it is, uh, Cabo del da Roca. Like I said again, um, my Spanish pronunciation is yeah. terrible. We should be better at it considering where we live, but yeah. it's okay. So, uh, and the Romans called it uh, Finisterre, I guess. Finisterre. I've heard that. Yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. Literally, but the, really what the point of it is, uh, is literally uh, it meant the end of the world or land's end in Latin, indicating that they viewed it as such. That's so, it's like the end of the world. Yeah. It's where, you know, like. So that's why a lot of people red. choose to walk to that point was because it used to be considered the end of the world. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. And, um. I might, I think I might have it something on it later, but there's a really cool little thing <laughs> on that uh, with a with a U.S. president actually. Really? Yep. So um, the earliest records of visits paid to the shrine dedicated to Saint James at Santiago Santiago de Compostela date from the ninth century in the time of the Kingdom of Asturias and Galicia. So Asturias. Spain, so Spain wasn't even a country yet. Wow. I don't wow. believe. 
So there was well, it was still very. It wasn't the way. It wasn't the way you would see Spain now. Well, it you, was the way I should say you, it. You were talking about the way it started off, and what mm-hmm. it was eight hundred. Yeah, eight. eight so something? ninth century. Yes. Yeah, wow. Well, dude. I said uh, what eight sixty or what was it? Uh, I got it, it was in the it was in the 800s. 812. 812. 812. And there's a whole thing um, that I didn't even write down about how uh, how like the one the reason that uh, Saint James is so uh, so vivid in uh, Spanish culture besides uh, oh, what I'm talking about is uh, I think he came back. They say he, like he kind of came back to life and oh, okay, and fought off the Moors out of Spain. I think is what oh, it was. Wow. I don't know too much about it. I probably should have looked into it a little bit. But... <laughs> it's Catholicism. Yeah. <laughs> um. So let's see. Um. So the pilgrimage uh, to the shrine became the most renowned medieval pilgrimage, and it became customary for those who returned from Compostela to carry back with them. A Galician scallop shell as proof of their completion of the journey. That's the reason they use the scallop. Yeah, the scallop okay. shell, like okay. I said, is it, that's the what you see on like the on the way Very as you're cool. going, and and people carry the scallop shell, and it's just it's a symbol of the pilgrim of a mm. of a pilgrim or a pellegrino, I should say. Pellegrino. I was yeah. If you're walking the way, you are a pellegrino. That's cool. That's way cool. Yeah. And uh, this, pra- this practice gradually led to the scallop shell becoming the badge of the pilgrim. That's <laughs> dope. It's funny. I didn't even read it beforehand. It, like, <laughs> it just came up. It just came up. It is, so over the centuries, the scallop shell has taken on a variety of meanings, metaphorical, practical, and mythical, even, with the, even if its relevance may have actually d- derived from the desire of pilgrims to take home a souvenir. Oh, okay. Totally possible. Yeah. And uh, I, I didn't write this down. I actually heard about this later on. I was reading an article um, and I think it was actually uh, the way of St. James might have been like corrupt. It might have been a pagan corruption or a, a a way that Catholicism corrupted a pagan tradition. Oh, I can, I can. Because they, I think there was at one point where like pagans would walk f- across like Spain or something. And when they get to the the ocean, they would actually burn all their clothes. Oh, okay, yeah, actually, I've actually I could be totally I've... wrong. If anybody out there listening is like, that's not true. Give, give I'm us sorry. A, yeah, give us correct. Uh, correction. Give me a <laughs> I mean, I could probably find one in like two yeah, minutes. Yeah. Well, continue with I'm your just, story though. I'm being a little lazy. Let me get some. Let me drink some more wine. Uh, drink some more wine. Do that. Do that in the mic. Do that in the mic. I want to hear that. What? Do that. Take a drink. No. <laughs> Nick went. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, it's only getting better, though. <laughs> so, um, two versions of the most common myth about the origin of the symbol concern the death of St. James, who was martyred by beheading in Jerusalem in 44 AD. So, according to Spanish legends, he had spent time preaching the gospel in Spain, but returned to Judea upon seeing a vision of the Virgin Mary on the bank of the Ebro River. How's it spelled? E-B-R-O. So I've right. heard this before. Ebro? Yeah, I've heard, I think it's Ebro. Okay, so version one is uh, after James's death, the disciples shipped his body to the Iberian Peninsula to be buried in what is now Santiago. Off the coast of Spain, a heavy storm hit, storm hit the ship, and the body was lost to the ocean. After some time, however, it washed ashore undamaged, covered in scallops. Holy shit. <laughs> That's one. So the second version is after James's death, his body was transported by a ship piloted by an angel back, <laughs> oh, back to the Iberian Peninsula to be buried in what is now Santiago. So it's pretty much the same thing on those, except one's piloted by an angel or captain. So as the, well, the story basically is the body was protected. Yeah. So as the ship approached land, a wedding was taking place on shore. The young groom was on horseback, and on seeing the ship approaching, his horse got spooked, and the horse and rider plunged into the sea. Through miraculous intervention, the horse and rider emerged from the water alive, covered in seashells. Oh, wow. So it was well, like... It seems like, it seems like they use the shell as a metaphor for armor. That's like a... That's, that's kind of what it feels something. like. That's kind of what it feels like. Huh. 
I didn't thought about that. Yeah. So from its connection to the Camino, the scallop shell came to represent pilgrimage, both to a specific shrine as well as heaven. And recalling Hebrews uh, eleven thirteen, identifying that Christians are pilgrims and strangers on on the earth. I'm gonna repeat that again, just because I kind of <laughs> say, it, say it again. So, uh, so identifying that Christians are quote are pilgrims and strangers on the earth. That's interesting, because like I, I was raised Christian. That's actually when you think about it more and more, it, yeah, it gains a lot of meaning, doesn't like, it? Like I was raised Christian, but my grandfather was a Catholic from Ireland. So. Well, my mom kind of raised us Catholic. Okay. She kind of grew up in that. And then my dad just, he never was a churchgoer at all. <laughs> like, he like, was, nah. he's like, I don't want to, because he was never like instilled with that. Like, he was baptized Catholic. Yeah, I was too. <laughs> but my my grandparents never like made him go to church or anything. Right, right. I mean, I don't know the and whole like story. Gr- growing I should up, ask my grandmother about that one day, yeah, actually. Like, well, and growing up with an Irish Catholic preacher as a grandfather was kind of interesting. You know, like, it was like, uh, I remember one time I was, uh, because he used to do sermons, and his whole thing was uh, playing the organ, and I would like sit in front of it and like fuck with his organ and like just. You played into God Davida. Yeah, I did. Oh, <laughs> close enough. You remember that from The Simpsons? Yes, I do. Oh well, man, but but I would play like some. Shout ra- to Megan. I, I, <laughs> shout out Megan. She loves The Simpsons. But I would like play some random ass shit, and he'd be like, "Oh, that's some music. This is a Savage Bass." Oh yeah. <laughs> like, I'd get that all, me that I'd get that all the time from him. <laughs> <laughs> so, as a symbol of the Camino de Santiago, the shell is seen very frequently along the trails. The shell is seen on posts and signs al- along the Camino in order to guide pilgrims along the way. And That's if you so want to cool. know what it looks, if That's anybody so wants cool. to know what it looks like, just look up Camino de Santiago, and you will you will find it. And here's the thing: like just in the middle of the story, mm-hmm. such a cool story. Yeah, I just, might actually, you know what? I think I'll uh, I'll I'll put one of those uh, pictures of uh, <laughs> cool, the posts man. on yeah. my, on uh, on our Instagram. Just uh, well, just definitely, so definitely use know. that. Definitely use that image that you have of yourself. Oh no, too. I'm gonna use that. It's gonna be the main one probably. Yeah. All people are like, "Oh, did you? Did you just finish well, that?" Uh, I'm like, "No, this is from a few years." <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, let's see. Uh, the shell. So the shell is even more commonly seen on the pilgrims themselves. Wearing a shell denotes that that one is a traveler on the Camino de Santiago, which I kind of I already alluded to. So most pilgrims receive a shell at the beginning of their journey and either attach it to them when to them by sewing it into their clothes. Or wearing it, uh, or onto their clothes, or wearing it around their neck, or simply by keeping it um, in their backpack, which is what you actually most see is people having it on their backpack. Right, right. Um, and the scallop shell uh, also serves practical purposes for pilgrims on the Camino de Santiago. The shell was the right size for gathering water to drink, oh, there you drink, go. or for eating out of as a makeshift bowl. That's fucking so cool. And I want to say this is kind of bad, but I, I, I think it was only maybe once or twice when I first started walking that I could have actually gotten a, a shell. Oh, okay. I just never like saw one to buy. Uh-huh. So when I first, so I actually didn't. I I bought a couple of those shells in the airport on my way home. Yeah, I did actually. So I did do that. That which was I know it's bad, but dude, you were there. You know, like here's the thing: is you were there. Yeah, you know, you can't sell that. Short. Also, I think I took one or two of them. I, I bought a. Few, I think I bought like two or three, and I and I gave like one of them like friend or. That's something. cool, man. So the um. Let me take a little sip of wine first. Sippy, sippy. Mm. Sippy, sippy. Mm. Mm. This wine just keeps getting better, honestly. <laughs> I bet. It, dude, it puts me in the mindset, man. It really yeah, does. Yeah. Like, just sipping this. Just well, it's like, what we were talking really about. really takes me back. What were we talking about earlier? Like, the like the, the sensory. Oh, the that, sensory memory, yeah. yeah the sight back. of uh, smell and taste is more powerful than anything when it comes yeah, to bringing yeah. memory back. And that, that's kind of amazing. I think it's, a pro- it's very, very well, proven. Well, it's proven. It's yeah. proven. Because, like, I have, like... Um, 
this is way off topic, mm-hmm. but like I've been a, mar- a martial artist most of my life. Mm-hmm. But uh, you say that like every week, man. Well, it's, tr- <laughs> it's true though. Yeah. But like uh, any any time I step into a dojo, mm-hmm. there's there's this thing about the smell. Oh yeah. Of a dojo of like you know, people sweating. It puts you in a mood. Yeah. It what well, yeah. it, it gets me is like I'll be nervous mm-hmm. and I'll step in there and I'm like whoa. Like like that that smell hits you and like all right I'm ready to go yeah I'm ready to go no totally <laughs> yeah I'm I know it's off topic but that that's kind of like what I try to equate it to mm. like the smell of the, like the sweaty mats and like uh, the the steam in the air of people sweating oh yeah dude so, yeah continue I'm sorry so the our earliest recorded pilgrims from beyond the Pyrenees um, you know where the Pyrenees are I don't they're a mountain range in um in Europe I'm not sure where exactly they are they're like actually uh, one of uh, on the uh, Camino Francis, uh, the first one of the first op- uh, things you end up doing is uh, walking over the Pyrenees. If you start from uh, what is considered to be the, the, the Pyrene- start, is the Pyrenees Mountains. The Pyrenees Mountains. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When you uh, when you when most a lot of people start when they're doing the Camino Francis, they start at uh, Saint John Pierre de Port, and you pretty much go over the Pyrenees. I guess within a day or so. I didn't start there, so I'm not 100 percent sure, but a lot of people start there. And I think it's uh eight hundred kilometers, How many? about five hundred miles. Five, okay. okay, around five. I, my math could be off. I, I bet exactly. I bet I've walked. But I think it's around five hundred miles from I, there to uh, Santiago. I bet I've walked five hundred miles in like the last three years. <laughs> so. Right. Um. So, let's see. Where was I at? <laughs> well, you were talking about. So the, the earliest recorded pilgrims from beyond the Pyrenees visited the shrine in the middle of the 11th century. But it seems that it was not uh, until a century later that large numbers of pilgrims from abroad were regularly journeying there. So the earliest r- record of pilgrims that arrived from England, however, to the period uh, or belonged to the period between 1092 and 1105. God damn it, that's amazing. However, by the early 12th century, the pilgrimage had become a highly organized affair. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, and when so uh, one of the great proponents of the pilgrimage in the 12th century was Pope Calixtus. The second. What and, year was that? You know. Um. Well, it was 12th century. Uh. Oh, okay. So it was it was early 1100s. Okay. So who started the uh, Compostellian? That's kind of a weird word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's the way I have it spelled is uh, Compostellian Holy Years. So that's when you get yeah when I talk about the Holy Years. Yeah. Uh, the feast days. So uh, the official guide in those times was the Codex uh, Calixtinus. Oh wow! I might be saying that wrong, but. Well, Codex is yeah. A Codex Calixtinus. Yeah, Codex is a very common word in that and, kind of stuff. And that was published around 1140. And the fifth book of the Codex is still considered the definitive source for many modern guidebooks. Imagine really? publishing a book in the 11 in, in the 12th century and still being and still applies still today. being relevant. Yeah. Well, Codex is the word Codex means. I actually I actually have looked like on Amazon. I just want like can I find a copy of the, the Codex Calixtinus or Calix. Spell it, spell it for everybody. C A L I X T I N U S. Somebody's <laughs> gonna listen to this who's who's done it before. They're like, this guy's God, so these sorry. fucking people. My God. Sorry. But it's all right. We're trying. But still, uh, yeah, published around 1140, the fifth book of the Codex is still considered the definitive source. And that's, I, I'd repeat that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, can you imagine? It holds a lot of weight. It, it, holds does. A, it holds a lot of weight. So four pilgrimage routes listed in the Codex originate originated in France and converged at. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher, butcher this name too, and I know, it, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I've been here too. You're gonna betcha. Puente you? la Riana. Say it again. I'm sorry, I was talking. Over uh, Puente la Riana. Okay. I might have butchered. I probably did butcher that, but I tried. To, I tried to get that right. 
Like I keep, <laughs> like I keep, I'm gonna keep prefacing this whole time. You're looking at the I'm word. I'm really bad at Spanish. You're, well, you're looking at the word, and we're doing it as best. Well, we the can. way you, the way you say Spanish words is a lot. It's different. way different. Yeah, it's way different. And I have uh, pretty much my sister-in-law now, and she's fluent Spanish speaker. Yeah. And yeah, and uh, I really, I really, really do want to learn Spanish. So it's, I'm just, it's, I've been lazy about it. And like, and I have a really good app, on my phone, a Duolingo app, <laughs> um, and it's like perfect for learning language. And I just never get around just opening it up and just doing it. Well, and, and I keep telling myself like, I need to do that. Well, and for the listeners out there, we record like how far away is the border of Mexico from where we live? Oh, it's like not 150 even 150 miles, 100 miles. Like, so we by rights, it's like 120 miles. By rights, should know the language. Yeah, we, we I work should. with people who actually pretty much only speak Spanish. I do too. I do too. You know, it's it's kind of on us that we don't have it 100. percent But yeah, yeah continue. So uh, from there, a well-defined route crosses through northern Spain, linking Burgos, uh, Carrion, Delos, Condes, uh, Saraguna. Or a Saragun. Sur- Sur- I think it's Saragun, actually. Uh, Leon. I can say that one right. Leon. And Astorga. And I'm pretty sure I've been to. I, I, well, I talked about Burgos. Burgos is actually my favorite city in Spain. Okay. Hands you, down. You brought that up. They have a beautiful cathedral there, too. Really? I loved that city. Oh, my God. Was it Was it like. Um... And I, I will tell anybody listening right now or any, anybody who plans on going in the future, Burgos is an amazing city. It, it was just like captivating for you. It know? really was because it was cool because I walked around there at one point uh, with some people. And it's amazing at night in Spanish cities because people will, you know, because uh, the culture is so different there because people are eating dinner at like 9, 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> right. Yeah. And they have a siesta during the day around like 3, 2 to 4 or something like that right. and where everything's closed. But we went out. I remember like going out with a friend of mine in the square. We were just going out and checking out. And I think we got some candy. That's so cool, man. And we, it was like 10 o'clock, 10. It was like probably around 10 o'clock at night. And they have these giant squares. And everyone just like goes out and just congregates and hangs out and talks to each other. That's so It's cool, amazing, man. dude, what, yeah, what, the, so cool. what the culture is like and how different it is from the U.S. Well, well, I can imagine what the street food would be like. Yeah, do you, well, like I that's really all. Get, I don't think I really had any street food. No? But there's so many. Like, a lot of well, vendors. the bars all have food. Yeah. And, and well, okay. Yeah. And, same and it's all like really good shit too. I do. Yeah, I guarantee it. So anyway, <laughs> by the way, this is this is a, this is totally my like love letter to Spain too. Well, one. Well, I'm, I'm so happy I get to talk about this for like the, this is my absolute favorite thing to talk about to anybody. Well, and the thing. So is, the fact that I get to talk about this for like an hour or more. I'm like so ecstatic well, about. And, and here's the thing is, is like, here's the thing mm-hmm. is I can feel it. I can feel how enthusiastic you are, and yeah. it's, and it's making me enthusiastic. Oh, awesome! So like that's why I keep asking yeah. questions, dude. I keep feeling like I'm gonna like tear up somehow. Even well, I don't f- cry at all. That's fine though. But I'm, I feel like I definitely feel like I'm, I'm very emotional. Feel free to become a blubbery. That's why bitch. Uh, <laughs> we, we're not doing. Uh, I told Keith before we did this episode, I'm like we're not doing any of our, our normal segments. At no, all. no, it's a completely Cause, different. Because this is just such a personal episode to me. Yeah, I just want. I here's the thing: is I just wanted to hear the story. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to hear the story. So uh, to get back to what I got left. <laughs> yeah. I don't have much left. I have like a couple pages well, left. Keep it going, man. So uh, pilgrims walk the way of Sa- the the, uh, the way of St. James often for months and sometimes years at a time to arrive at the great church in the main square of Compostela and pay homage to St. James. And this is yeah, this is totally true. Like some people when they wherever depending on where they walk from, like it could take however long it takes. It just takes what it takes. Yeah, it, just it takes really what does. It takes. You know, and it, and nowadays it's really depending on the amount of time you have. Like say, uh, like uh, I talked about uh, Saint John Pierre de Port, where a lot of people start. It takes most people about thirty-five days from there to get to Santiago. Thirty-five days. Thirty-five but... days. See, feel that's like, like it... that's an average. Then that's not considering taking in like days off and all that. 
Yeah. I don't believe. Um, so it could really take. And honestly, I'd say if you're gonna do a full one, depending if you're depending on the route you're taking, definitely like uh, you you want to take off like a month and a half to two months off work. If you're well, doing yeah. That. Now, and Americans are so different though when it comes to this stuff. Like the fact that I get to take off, uh, I took off 23 days, um, and the fact that I was able to do that was pretty amazing. And they were like, "You want to take off a month from work?" And I was like, "Yeah." I was like. <laughs> Like, can I take them all off at once? And they're like, yeah, okay. Well, I have a, I, did. I have a little bit of a comparison here. Okay. So the Appalachian Trail is uh, 2,190 miles. Way longer than Camino. Is it really? Way longer. Is it really? Way longer. So I was like, as you were talking, I just kind of like Googled it. But it's, uh, I'm looking at it. I'll, uh, I'll Google like how many miles it is. Yeah. Well, I'm just trying to like make a comparison. Like, I believe, trust me, I, I'm not like, putting one over the other i'm just trying to kind of like understand because i know i know several people that have actually done the appalachian trail and and that's where you see a lot of bigfoot <laughs> but uh is there is there um is I, my big question is where did you start uh me what's that so the camino france is actually i want it's yeah, five, go ahead. it's 500 miles so it is 500 oh miles. wow okay yeah, it's okay. 500 miles and, yeah and i, I don't and 30 to 35 days. So okay. If okay. you walk between 23 to 27 kilometers per day. And that's that's moving at a good yeah. pace. And a kilometer is about uh 6 a little over 6 uh, miles per every well, 10 kil- kilometers. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I was like what I was trying and I normally walked I think around uh 20 kilometers a day. That's not bad. 20 dude. To, that's not bad. 20 to 25 a day. So did you like carry a pack? So about and... 12 I usually carried about 12 to or so I walk about twelve to fifteen miles a day. Did, like like you, did you like carry a pack and all that? Yeah. And... No, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get into that. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm no, sorry. yeah. You have. Well, yeah, you have to. Well, yeah. So um, pilgrims uh, walk the say the way of Saint James often for months and sometimes years, which I uh... <laughs> well, just, just do your thing. <laughs> Already said. Man. Just do your thing. Uh, so many arrived with very little due to illness or robbery or both. Robbery. Th- would probably this was be a big in the Middle Ages. Yeah, because people knew where these people were walking. So traditionally, pilgrims lay their hands on the pillar just inside the doorway of the cathedral, and so many, uh, and so many now that have done this, it has visibly worn away the stone. Yeah, I can believe it. It's pretty crazy, right? Thousands of years of people doing this. Yeah, thousands of years. I remember too. I totally like forgot to touch the statue. Was there? I got there. Was there specific other than the cathedral that you brought up? Mm-hmm. Was there like specific imagery that you remember, like walking past and seeing? Oh, dude, there's so much. Well, give me one. I, I don't. I just nothing really. Uh, just the cathedral. It's just so much. The cathedral. So yeah. uh, the buildings. I That's mean, amazing, man. That's amazing. It's it's crazy how like a lot of things you see like don't really what about, what in about, towns like, they don't they don't demolish a lot. What about the like. landscape? The landscape is gorgeous. Yeah. It yeah. all depends on the region you're in, though. Yeah. That's one cool thing is walking through the whole countries. You it, see how many like different regions and like the, the look of of each region. Well, that's kind of excuse me. That's kind of what I took away from the idea of the story mm-hmm. is walking through these areas and physically being on foot mm-hmm. and seeing this stuff. That'd be it's amazing, dude. Yeah, and like I, I, you, I hope you see how like no, in, I, into this. I, I like am. how into this you are. Uh, yeah, like I dig it, it, man. thank it, you. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just really cool because we never really talk about this too much. No, we really don't. Yeah. Like because uh, most of my family is from Ireland. Yeah. And I would fucking give everything I have to walk from Northern to Southern Ireland mm. just to see it. You could do it. Just to, just to see it. You know, yeah. just to see what it looks like. Well, even when people talk about, like, if they want to dr- walk from uh, 
the West Coast to the East Coast well, and, people and the do U.S. That. People do that. And people do that. It's like, what the fuck are you thinking? I have a funny story. I was, uh, okay, so you know where we record right here mm-hmm. on par- in Parts Unknown? Yeah. I was at a Taco Bell about two miles, not even a mile mm-hmm. from where where we, where we record, and there was this Japanese guy, and he stopped me and was asking me questions, and he flew over from Japan and it rode his bicycle from the East Coast to the West Coast. So at the point that he met me, mm. he was almost at the fucking West Coast. And it was pretty damn cool, man. Like, he literally, all he had was his bicycle and his backpack. That's it? Yeah, and, yeah. and riding across the country. That's, that's, no. that's pretty fucking amazing, dude. It's pretty fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Well, no, that's what. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. You when you're walking across Spain, you only have the backpack on. You. Right. Well, like, and there are there are actually people. Uh, one popular way to do it is actually on bike. Yeah. On a bicycle. Yeah. I saw that in the movie. Yeah. I saw the movie. Was there a language problem that you ever had? Um, not really, because no? I was lucky because I was always around people who knew the language. Okay. Okay. And there are a lot of Spanish who do speak English. Well, it's. You know, you come to America, and a lot of people just speak. Well, one thing English I learned. One thing I learned, though, was actually uh, English is is pretty much like a very universal language. Well, right, right. It's but, one language that, like somewhere somebody's gonna know it. Right. Out, right. Of, any, out can, of any other one, you can go to Deutschland, and somebody's gonna speak oh, yeah. it. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody's no. gonna speak it. No, definitely. You go to Japan, and half of them know it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the statistic is more than half of them know it. Yeah, well, there's a lot of countries where actually learning another language is, is uh, part of the school. Oh, it's required. Which I think is is one thing that's really, like, I wish they did in America. Yeah. Was, uh, I wish we had to, we actually, and, when, and I'm not saying when we're in high school, because I think in high school you just don't really well, think about rebellious. it anymore. But I think in, like, elementary school, I think it would be awesome if uh, they if they were teaching kids how to speak another language. Well, if they taught but us. But that goes, but, you know, people will start bitching about it, because it's like pol- like politics. like And, you know, the most, the, one of the most common spoke language, the second, really, probably most common spoken language in the u.s is, is honestly probably spanish exactly exactly but if you were to start saying in school systems uh you know well, hey, you look- start teaching our elementary school kids some spanish you'd have some huge outcry like what are you doing what are you what are you well, thinking our location in particular and i'm sorry to get political no this. it's fine it's like in our location in particular mm-hmm. it should have been mandatory but that's one thing but and, and I'm, I'm i am kind of pointing out something about the camino is like you meet a lot of co- people from other countries and they know english mm-hmm. and I, I always actually remember this great joke is one of this is one of the few things i remember like a really great joke from the camino is is what do you call someone who speaks one or uh, what do you call someone who speaks three three languages trilingual what do you call someone who speaks two languages bilingual what do you call someone who speaks one language american <laughs> i love that joke it, and it's totally true and, it, it and is. everyone is like yeah you're right actually yeah, that's, yeah you can't argue with that so i derailed for it where we derailed yeah for a little while. but that was a good that, yeah continue yeah continue. we're well we're throwing the history of the, well, the commentary having, uh, well like i'm having fun talking to you oh, about this oh so. thanks man yeah so yeah this has been a, this has been a fun conversation yeah, so can, far continue so um yeah, get back to my notes <laughs> after yeah. like five minutes. <laughs> so the church employed a system of rituals to atone for temporal punishment due to sins known as penance. So, uh, according to this system, pilgrimage were a suitable uh, or pilgrimages were a suitable form of uh, uh, what is this word? <laughs> Expiation. Expectation. Expectation. Yeah. Ex- no, it's, it's like ex- e- it's expectation. Yeah. Yeah. For some uh, temporal punishment and. They could be used. I actually, acts know, of actually know that word. <laughs> yeah, and they can be used as acts of penance for those who were uh, guilty of certain crimes. And this is as noted in the Catholic Encyclopedia. Yeah. So right. there was actually, yeah, there are. Um, 
that actually have a little bit well, long, later on. You know, I'll wait until I get to later on because I'm pretty sure it, I well, have it with in there. My, with my grandpa being a Irish Catholic preacher, mm-hmm. expectation was basically repenting. I'm glad you know that word. Well, it's, it's repenting for something. Well, it was like, a, what was one word we had? Like, like alls or? I don't remember. I don't remember. But like. A-L-E-S. I know what you're getting alms, at. Alms. Alms. Alms, yeah. alms for the poor. Yeah, alms and for the I poor. didn't know that word. And you yeah. did. But expectation in the Catholic is it's uh it's basically repenting for something you did wrong. Nice. Say yeah. say say you cheated on your wife. Mm-hmm. That's well. No, here's one thing about the Camino, and I, I don't think I wrote this down, but it's been said if you walk the Camino, you uh by the, when you if you when you get to the end, that all your sins are forgiven. Yeah, I, yeah, I got that from the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got that from the movie. Yeah, and that's why they had prisoners do it. Was mm-hmm. it was a way of atonement, I believe, or yeah. penance, as, yeah. as I put down. So in the registers of the Inquisition at uh, Carcassonne, uh, we find uh, the four following places noted as being the centers of the greater pilgrimage to be imposed as penances for the graver crimes. The Tomb of the Apostles at Rome, the Shrine of St. James at Compostela, St. Thomas's body at Canterbury, and the Relics of the Three Kings at Cologne. Dude, like, I, I, I wish you could see it. Well, I bet you do see it in my face. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, dude, shit. Yeah. I'm like I'm just interested. I love this. Well, this is what I read. I honestly don't know what these other things well, well, are. <laughs> here's the thing: is I'm very intrigued by this. Although story. I would kind of like to see the apostles at Rome. Yeah, kind of curious what that is. Yeah, well, I'm just intrigued by the story. And we love history, man. We yeah, love history yes, so we much. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And the and here's the thing: is the fact that you were there. Like mm-hmm. I'm like you can see it in my face. I'm like doing. Yeah. Oh, you guys could see me. Yeah. I'm like so. So there is doing still... the thinker. <laughs> Uh, so there is still a tradition in uh, Flanders of pardoning, pardoning and releasing one prisoner every year under the condition that, accompanied by a guard, the prisoner walks to Santiago wearing a heavy backpack. Wow. What? I'm not sure where Flanders is. I've never... Let me look. All I know about Flanders is uh, The Simpsons. It's a guy named <laughs> Ned, yeah. Ned that goes Oakley Doakley. <laughs> Let me see if I can uh, so, maybe so find it real quick. So it's a town? That's what it... I'm guessing... It's I've never heard of that before, and like it with my grandfather, like with the the Irish culture, you're it's carved into your brain for the Catholic stuff, mm-hmm. and like like penance and like that's kind of what makes sense for me is like you uh, you do something wrong just kind of makes sense, hmm. and like that's kind of why I'm like gravitating toward it, yeah, like, that kind of like makes sense. That like this is something like say you fucked up, and like what's that lady in the movie that she's doing it to quit smoking? Yeah, <laughs> like, you know I can't really find it. There was a there was a history of Flanders and like a Flanders well, war or something. Or well, Flanders is probably Spanish something. Netherlands. I I don't know. Well, Flanders is probably something. Specific. I didn't really think to look something like that up. But the what, before you continue, what I was mm-hmm. getting at is like in Catholicism, a lot of it is yeah. penance. Yeah, a lot of it is. Well, I'm sure that wherever they're walking from, even if it's only like you know a couple hundred kilometers away, it's yeah. still it's still a hard walk. Oh well, yeah, it's it's do it to suffer mm-hmm. and then get there. Yeah, I mean, like that's kind of what I take away from it. You know, yeah. I mean, like. Like my my grandfather in particular was fire and brimstone. Yeah. Like the the, the wrath of God will come down on you. <laughs> you know, like it, it's pretty rough, dude. So this is when I wanted to come back to. Go uh, for it. Let me uh, get a little sip of wine. I'll take a sip of beer. Mm. I'm loving this wine so much. <sighs> so uh, during the War of American Independence, sorry, I lose this earlier. American president. John Adams. Oh, John Adams was ordered by Congress to go to Paris to obtain funds for the cause. He wasn't president yet. This was during the uh, a revolution, the 
uh, Revolutionary War. What, what was that year? Well, in the seventeen sixties, seventeen seventy. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, the, de- well, the Declaration of Independence was signed in seventeen seventy six. Yeah. Okay. So in the seventeen seventies, I guess. Oh, I actually do have the, the year. You have it written down. I just. Asked, I do actually. Have I, the year. I, just, I just asked. I just asked you too early. Yeah, That's what it was. you did. You son of a bitch. Me, son of a bitch. So uh, his ship started leaking, and he disembarked with his two sons in Finisterre in 1779. <laughs> yeah. And as you remember earlier, Finisterre was considered the end of the world. Right. And so from there, he proceeded to follow the way of St. James in the reverse direction of the Pilgrim's route in order to get to Paris overland. <laughs> Shit. So, yeah. So, but he did not stop to visit Santiago, which he later came to regret. Really? Yeah. So he actually did the reverse Camino, which actually a lot of people... That sounds like a sexual position, but continue. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, no, uh, there are a lot of people out there who uh, they walk the Camino and then they will actually walk it back. Right. In the movie, movie, that guy mentioned that. Um, Yeah, there are people who do that. Um, I just couldn't imagine doing that myself. Dude. So one what, because what, I don't have the time, but what was what was the two? I want I honestly want to just take a bus back to another route <laughs> and just <laughs> right. walk that. So like, it's more interesting to me. But I'm, I'm offhand, and I'm having trouble remembering like the mileage mm-hmm. of Camino. Mm-hmm. But doing it twice would be a lot. That's dude. a thousand miles. That's a lot, dude. Well, if you're if you're walking the Camino Francis, yeah, I did run into a few people that that were walking back. What but are, it, it's you know it's it's a lot different. That's for sure. Because you already did it. Yeah, you already did it. But it's another. It's just. It's just something that people do. Well, in that show, well, Camino is a—it's a very spiritual experience. I could see that, and I definitely have had times where it was very spiritual. I'm, I actually I remember, believe it, dude. I, I remember a specific it. day in particular. Um, I don't remember the exact day, but I remember I was walking, and my dad had just died about a year or so earlier, year maybe two, and uh, and so I was walking one day. And I honestly felt like my dad was walking with me. I was even kind of picturing him like right next to me. Yeah, I love that shit. I love that Um, shit. And it was a very emotional day for me. I bet. I mean, yeah, I I just don't know. I don't know. You don't don't have to. Yeah. You don't have to. Like, I can imagine. I had forgotten about that day for a long time. And then all of a sudden, I just just came came back to you. Yeah, Yeah. it just came back to me one day. Well, that's heavy shit, dude. And and if people don't respect that, like, you kind of need to do. A pilgrimage yourself. Yeah. I'm gonna. Well, I'm gonna talk about my day, the daily routine I had. Okay. Uh, yeah, I want to hear. I'm that. hoping. Uh, hopefully, I'm not gonna forget anything I've mentioned. Like, oh, I'm gonna talk about that later. I'm gonna talk about that later. So, hopefully, it won't. <laughs> <laughs> I've been writing notes as we're going. So, um, <laughs> so uh, although it is common, commonly believed that the pilgrimage to Santiago has continued without interruption since the Middle Ages, the revival of the pilgrimage was supported by this by, by the Spanish government of Francisco Franco, which is like eh, not really the best thing. <laughs> um. So. Because he was not a good guy. No? By any means. No? Well, no. <laughs> he said no. 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 You want to know about Frank? Well, yeah, Franco was a very, very bad guy. He, he kind of uh, yeah. kind of was a black mark on it. No, Nazis. Ooh, God damn it. Okay, yeah. We'll move forward. I don't right. know much about Franco, but he yeah. was not well, a good yeah. guy. Fuck, fuck that. Fuck Nazis. Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to get into that. For If I have any Spanish listeners listening, yeah. Um, so much inclined to promote uh, Spain's Catholic history... It has only been recently, the 1990s, that the pilgrimage to Santiago regained the popularity it had in the Middle Ages. And since then, hundreds of thousands, over 300,000 in 2017, of Christian pilgrims and many others set out each year from their homes or from popular starting points from, from across Europe to make their way to Santiago de Compostela, 
Most travel by foot, some by bicycle, and a few travel as some did on a uh, uh, horse, right? Yeah, as their med- medieval counterparts did on horseback or by donkey. And in addition to those undertaking a religious pilgrimage, many are hikers who walk the route for travel or sport. Much respect. Also, many consider the experience a spiritual retreat from modern life. That's awesome, dude. That's fucking awesome. Which I completely agree with. And I might I might have seen maybe one or two people walking on horseback. Yeah. It's tough because there are times on the Camino where you are actually it, it sucks to say this, but there are a pretty there's a decent number of times where you're walking on the side of a road or I a highway. It. I believe it. It sucks. <laughs> I believe it. And man. I saw something, it was like it was kinda like those those used to not be there, but the Camino took such a route that was like perfect to, for like roads. Well, it got modernized. That it, they paved roads through it, yeah. and at the time they weren't thinking about that. Yeah, they weren't thinking about trying to trying to keep that. I see what you that mean. History. I see what you mean. So that's why the Camino will follow along those roads a lot yeah. of times. It was still a path. What it is, it is. is. A path. It just sucks because you are st- yeah you are literally like walking next to like cars passing by oh, you. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, and I you get, have that traffic, you and you just kind of get that modern like kind of. Well, to me, it's like can't, to me, it's like. Uh, or you even might have a path that's just like you were either on the road, but uh, the, you, but then you have paths that are like right near the road, so you're constantly just seeing cars and trucks go by. Right, right. Yeah. To me, to me, like the analogy that I want to make uh-huh. is like going camping without a campfire. It's not camping. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like if you go camping without a fire because of the time of year, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. So um I'm just about done. I'm pretty much done with everything I have. I'm gonna cool, but man. I'm gonna read uh so if you walk the Camino and like I said, you only technically have to walk the last hundred uh kilometers to get a Compostela. Um and I mean so there are some there are some people who do it just to get that. Right. I've I think I've heard stories of people like they'll they'll go in their car and they'll just stop at certain points to to get like stamps. Boo-foo. So they can so they can get that compostella. And then there are like people who like will bus into to uh so 100 miles on the Camino Francis, uh, or 100 kilometers uh, from from Santiago, I think it's like actually 110, uh, but is this a little uh, town called uh, Saria. It's S-A-R-R-I-A. I didn't even read that. I, yeah, I was actually going to say that. I said from memory. Because I, I actually had to, uh, I had to travel from, um, from Lyon to Saria because I just didn't have that much time left. Hmm. I had like five days left. To, to walk and that's where I knew I needed to go to to be able to get my Compostela because yeah. that's what I wanted most or that I wanted that so but there are people who just kind of come in at that point and just start walking from there because they want that they want that like then there is actually like you know like school kids who like, like doing it who just, they, well it's it's a, it. it's an easy one to do they do like a week you know they go they take a walk for five days and you you go past like you know people who are just kind of tourists or whatever and it it, it, it does cheap, it, it, it seems cheap. It's it's something you do have to deal with, you know. And you're walking Camino, it's just another. It's just something about it, and and it has gotten a little commercialized. I will totally say that, but well, if it wasn't commercialized, but you, you know what? It's it's all it's more it's it's about the experience to you though. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that if that's there, yeah, it it, it happens, but it's it's really and you know it, it doesn't matter what they're doing. Mm. You no, know, it's not. It's not about what they're. It's doing. not about what they're doing. It's 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 about your journey. Yeah, exactly. That's what matters. Is what it was your journey. Yeah. So even if these and it sucks because these people sometimes will make you have a shittier time and they will remind you of the modern world that you were trying to get away from. You know, it sucks. Yeah. But it's just a part of it. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the last thing I'm going to mention is uh before I get into all the commentary, even though we've already done a time. Ton of commentary <laughs> here, 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 here. Well, so, I've had. I've had a, 
before you continue, uh-huh. I've had a lot of fun with this. Oh yeah, dude. And like, and, and I really enjoy listening to your Thank experience, you. dude. This is like one of the only ones we've done where it's like all me <laughs> doing it, too. Uh, dude, it, well, this is uh, you know, you're bearing your soul, and I really enjoy it. I really, I really enjoy hearing yeah. this, dude. Uh, yeah, you know, like I said, like when I started, this is very personal. Yeah, for me. yeah. So uh, when that's if, what kind of why I refrain from yeah. the dirty so, jokes. <laughs> yeah. So if, if you make it to uh, to to uh, to Santiago and and you know you, you got you all you have to do is get the stamps. Honestly, right, they right. they because they look at the stamps. You're like, okay, well, okay where did you come from? Yeah. I need to make sure you walk the last hundred kilometers. Um, so anyway, so the comp- if you uh, get there and you and you go to this, the uh, the office and you go to get a Compostela, you get one and it reads. Uh, uh, there's and there's two different kinds. There's like a there's a one for walking for religious reasons, and there's one okay. for like walking for just like you know regular just to do it. Just to do it. I'm not even actually sure which one I got, but, <laughs> but you uh, got it though. Yeah. Uh, but the one the religious one it reads uh, the chapter of this holy agnostic and metropolitan church of Compostela, guardian of the seal of the altar of the blessed apostle James, in order that it may provide authentic certi- certificates. A visitation to all the faithful and to pilgrims from all over the earth who come with devout affection or for the sake of a vow to the shrine of our apostle St. James, the patron and protector of Spain, hereby makes known to each and all who shall inspect this present document that, and you put your name, and then they, they put your name, and they actually put your name in Latin. By the way, this whole document is written in Latin. Yeah. So when you get it, you of course you can't, you just can't fucking read it. <laughs> you have to take their word. And, yeah, but it's cool. They write your name in Latin. Pretty dope. So has visited this this most sacred temple for the sake of uh, pious devotion, as a faithful witness of these things. I confer upon uh, him or her the present document, authenticated by the seal of the same holy church, given at Compostela on the day, or on you know the day of the month of of uh, in the year of the Lord. Uh, and the deputy uh, canon for pilgrims. Well, I guess that is what who's the one who signed okay, it. I'm yeah. sorry, I'm, re- I'm like kind of reading it verbatim of like you know those things like yeah. like oh yeah, <laughs> you big know, words, big joke. words, big words. But yeah, so say uh, okay, the fourth of uh, July on uh, you know yeah, th- well they give the of, date of uh, yeah. 2015, you know, and it's like signed deputy deputy canon for pilgrims. So it's pretty much the guy who's uh, who's writing out the that's Costello. dope, man. So I you that's know, dope. And I, I gotta say, thank you for sharing that story, man. Yeah. That's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I realize it holds heavy with you. Mm. I, I definitely get that. You know, and that's no. And honestly, getting the the Compostela was, um, to me, it was pretty much the most important document I ever received. I believe in my it. Life. I like believe I can, it. I can honestly get a diploma or certificate from a university, and it would not be as important to me. Yeah, I believe that. As I that. believe that. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, I, I really wouldn't know until I held like a, a university degree, but I, I, I know it wouldn't have that same impact. Well, it wouldn't have the same, you know. Forgive me for putting it this mm-hmm. way, but it wouldn't be the same spiritual impact. No, not at all. It, it wouldn't hold the same weight. It wouldn't hold the same weight. Mm-hmm. Of, like, you know, like even if you got a doctorate, mm-hmm. it wouldn't hold the same weight for you. What it would be? No, not at all. Does it? Do you get what I'm saying? Oh yeah. It wouldn't. It wouldn't hold the same exact weight. No, not at all. So, but so, so now, um. Oh, you know, we almost made an hour yeah, <laughs> so far. Yeah, so, yeah. but but now, um, this is normal where we normally kind of break <laughs> right. and go into stuff. But uh, now I'm gonna I'm uh I'm just gonna go into more commentary yeah, now, yeah. and I hope you've uh, enjoyed it so far. And I 
hope you uh, continue on and maybe, you know, learn a little bit more of what my life, because this is going to be all about like what my experience was like. Mm-hmm. You know, I've already been talking about it, but this is, gonna be, this is honestly just going to be focused on that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I hope you enjoy it. And uh, the first thing we're going to get into is uh, the the many routes you can take okay. um, on the Camino Santiago. So like I referred to before, the, the busiest route is the Camino Francis. Yeah, you just recently showed me a map. Yeah, uh, pretty interesting. That's it goes through pretty much all of central Spain. Is, yeah. is uh, the Camino Francis. What's really cool is there's more than one way. Or actually, I should say like the north. Well, yeah, northern Spain or uh, closer northern. Um, but because it, it goes through like Pamplona, Logroño, Burgos, Leon. Okay. Uh, Astorga. Um, but then the uh, the other ones that are uh. The longest one is the Via uh, de la uh, Plata. I know Plata. I'm, saying, I know I'm Plata. saying that wrong. <laughs> Plata. Um, there are actually people who who walk the Camino Francis. They actually will walk it from uh, from Paris. Oh, I didn't bring that yeah, before. Yeah. yeah, there are actually people who do do walk uh, walk it from Paris. <laughs> walk the Camino from Paris. Fuck. Yeah. Um, it takes a badass motherfucker to walk that long. Yeah, and then there's uh, the Camino del, del Norte, which is along the northern coast of Spain. Okay. Which I want to. I'm going to get into a little bit later when I'm. I'm going to talk about uh, doing it again. Mm-hmm. Um, the Camino uh, Inglés, or the English Road, which is the shortest Camino. <laughs> kind of makes <Yeah>. sense. <laughs> um, I think it's like a northern tip of Spain, um, and then the Camino Portuguese, which is uh, which is from Portugal, like a bottom. Like oh, I think okay. it's like the bottom part of Portugal. Yeah. Still a long walk. Yeah. Well, no, it, it actually is. In I guess it isn't that long. And I've heard it's actually a really, really nice Camino to take. Yeah, I've heard very, very good things about that one. And then there's the Camino uh, Primitivo, or Primitivo, which is uh, actually the original Camino. Oh, okay, that free. Which it, it's referred to as the original Camino. Well, that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense for that that name. Yeah, um, and I think you can actually do that one in like a week or so maybe really? or, or maybe two weeks i feel like it's it, a, i think it's a shorter one well it might be from watching the movie but i feel mm-hmm. like the, i feel like the walk should take so much longer yeah <laughs> well and like i said it all depends where you start yeah. and I actually that was one thing i didn't even talk about was where i started yeah but um we'll get we'll get to that because that yeah that was one question i didn't answer mm-hmm. <laughs> when you asked i did ask so there's camino finisterre and uh muxia or uh m-u-x-i-a muxia um, I can't say it right. Yeah, I don't have any idea. But the, how to yeah, say people it. go from uh, people will go from Santiago to there. They'll, that's where they'll finish like their Caminos if they want to like make it to the ocean. Okay. And then there's the Camino Madrid, which uh, starts out in Madrid. That's Madrid. like the middle of Spain, yeah. right? Um, close to actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Well, like, and there's and there's honestly like a few. There's like a few more i could totally like <laughs> there's a lot <laughs> so um i'm just curious what the vida de plata is <laughs> well like uh the big question like i you, just don't have the time to even look through well, all these. well the big question that i have mm-hmm. like you brought us brought this up mm-hmm. but i want to ask you what inspired you to do it uh, am i jumping ahead in no the no actually you're not 
You're not. Um, oh, I want to ask what inspired your journey. So what inspired me was actually the movie, The Way. Yeah, I can believe it. And I can believe it. I think that was actually a very, and I think for people, a lot of people, that was the first experience, the exposure they had to That's the That's my first exposure other than you telling me about no, it. No, definitely. Um, I, I honestly, you asked me earlier, like, where? oh, how'd you hear about this movie? And I, I honestly couldn't <laughs> it's remember. It's such a good fucking movie, I man. Couldn't, I, I honestly couldn't remember. And I think. I honestly think I'd probably just watched on Netflix well, you randomly. Told, you, well, and you've told me about it before. Yeah, I think I think it was just something that was on Netflix, and yeah. I just watched it. And, I, and and it was weird because I watched this movie. I watched the movie, and I instantly was like, "I want to do that." Yeah. So it it, it gave and you a spark. It really did, and it's it's really strange for me because I haven't said it to my my roommate at the time, um, who's still one of my best friends in the world. Um. And I told him I was like, dude, like I need I'm gonna do, do I'm gonna do this. Like I'm gonna walk this. Yeah. And I might I might have had him watch it, I don't remember, but he's like, Oh, what is it? And I was like, Oh, it's a it's this walk through Spain. He's right. Like, what? And and I was like, Yeah. But you followed through. And I was like, you and I was, followed through. Yeah, you did and, it. Well Yeah, and so uh, and tell the rest of the story. Like so I, I was decided, I was like, you know, I'm gonna do this. And I never I never had anything like that in my life. It was just something that was like I knew I needed to do it, yeah. and I know it's like one of those kind of cliche stories, but it was just something I, I saw it and I was like, I want to do that, and I never done anything like that before in my life ever. Well, yeah, and it's kind of an amazing thing. You like it, you just did it, and I will say like the the movie is uh it is totally Hollywoodized a little bit, and I think I might have said that earlier. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Okay, I couldn't remember if we recorded that or not. <laughs> Because uh, if you watch the movie, it's like it definitely has like certain parts of different routes. I can tell mm. are from different areas. Are you um, familiar with any of the areas in the movie? Uh, maybe a couple. Yeah. Not many though. Like I just I kind of didn't recognize them. Okay. I think it were just like I think they just kind of went to where like you know it just looks cinematically best. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Which is it's a movie. <laughs> I don't fault them for that. It's a movie. It's but do you know what the overall theme of the movie and the story and actually the biggest thing I think they got right was the the companionship you feel with other people. I was going to get on that because like I they got that right yeah. completely. Where you hook up with people that are just at the same point that you are. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that I I picked up on you that. You met you meet so many you meet so many people from all over the world. Yeah. I would normally eat dinner with people from like five different countries. <laughs> that's cool. And I always dude. thought that was fucking amazing. Yeah, that's so cool, man. You that's know? so cool. I'd meet someone from this country like one hour and the next country I'd meet someone from another country and the next hour I'd meet something from another country. I'd all of a sudden just sit down and have a drink for like, you know, like, you know, at noon. I'd be like, oh, I want a glass of wine. And they'd be like, oh, you know, where are you from? You know, you just meet someone uh, at a bar while you're walking to Camino. I was like, oh, where are you from? Oh, I'm, I'm from uh, Sweden. I'm from... Uh, from uh from Australia, yeah, um, you know, I'm from Korea. I guess there's actually a lot of people from Korea who walk it too. Well, I know, like um, when you were saying that, I noticed earlier instead of saying uh, Germany, I said Deutschland. Yeah, but that's In just Germany. That's just like the word. I'm, Switzerland. Yeah. I met people from all over the world. Yeah, I would that, normally eat dinner with people from like five, eight to eight, eight, yeah. eight different countries and loved it. Well, and like the handful of times, this I'm just kind of piggybacking on what you're talking about. The handful of times I've got to go to Ireland to mm-hmm. hang out with my family—it's mm-hmm. so crazy. No, it's, I even met, it's yeah, so crazy to like. Hang I had an out. Irish guy who actually—I had long hair, and he convinced me to cut it. <laughs> and I, <laughs> really? and I and I've had short hair ever since. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? Irish guy. Yeah. Really? Like uh, what I was getting at is like going and hanging out with my family. Mm-hmm. It's they're so different. Yeah, they're so different. Yeah. Like a—that was one thing I learned actually was how how different how many different accents there are, dude, in Ireland. Dude, it's not even funny. It's crazy. Like, uh, I have I have a cousin. Well, I learned about dialects too. Yeah, we don't think dude. of dialects in the U.S. at all. 
like there there's really no dialect there's no dialects in, in the u.s <laughs> no, there is the, the closest thing i, I can see is like cajun Cajun, or if you go to South Dakota, yeah. you go to Minnesota. That's you go to more Boston. like that's more just like uh like just regional speak. Well, that, that's it's, not really dialect. Yeah. Well, I've gotten really interested in that. Yeah. Like you go, but, to, but then you talk. I, I remember talking to a guy from Sweden, and he's like, "Oh yeah, like like uh." Well, first of all, he's like, "Oh, I go to Scotland. I have no idea what these fucking people are saying." <laughs> yeah. I've always actually been really good about picking out Scott, like being able to hear Scholar, like no no like yeah. I've always been able to. Uh, I've always been really good about knowing what Scottish are saying. Yeah. Um. Even though I've actually been there, but uh, that they heard them talking about, it, yeah, they were like, "Oh yeah, we're from Sweden," and there's like a certain place we like. There are certain cities we can, we can go in Sweden. Where we have no idea what they're exactly, saying. exactly. Yeah. Like, uh, I, well, in in the Galician region of Spain, um, they actually have their own language in Galicia, and then oh, they, really? even in the Basque the Basque region of Spain, um, they even have like their own language. And the Basque yeah, the Basque yeah. people in Spain, I learned I actually learned about this uh, last week. Uh, the Basque people are, are considered some of the oldest people, uh, the, like one of the oldest cultures in the world. They're, oh, they're considered okay. one of the oldest like kind of people in the world, and they've been trying to break away actually from Spain for years. Interesting. There's like I remember I actually I think I remember like free the Basque country being like spray painted. On I walls remember and that. Stuff. I remember seeing that. I remember seeing Spain that. is a very interesting country politically, well, and it's 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 yeah. You know, I, I say it's interesting, and I'm not trying. How to... How do you spell Basque? B uh, A S Q U E. Okay, okay. I probably I might because I think I've seen that. I think I've seen that. They have some of the best restaurants in the world. Yeah, they yeah. have amazing food. Well, like before we leave the subject, oh. I, I kind of wanted to tell a, a quick story. <laughs> I have a co- uh, a cousin named Joseph, mm-hmm. and uh, the big he's from Northern Dublin, and uh, the very first time I met him and hung out with him was in Dublin, and I was mm-hmm. like maybe like twenty two, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I got drunk with him. Drunk. Well, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, the word in Dublin for drunk, you know, like like you're uh, you're um, you were pissed. No, it's, it's, it's called it's fuzzy. You were fuzzy. Yeah, and I was young. Okay. I was. That's just terminology, man. Yeah. Well, I was young, so the word for you know, like have, or, you, ever, uh, have you ever heard the phrase or jargon? That's that's the word I remember. Jargon. Yeah. So have you ever heard the phrase like "cute as a button"? Yeah. That means a little kid. Mm-hmm. So he came up with the phrase "you're a fuzzy button." <laughs> <laughs> like, so, but yeah, that's just Are like you a fuzzy button. <laughs> you're just a fuzzy button. <laughs> so I, I just I just really wanted to tell that story. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, continue, that's cool. man. <laughs> So so yeah, yeah uh, on the, on the comments, please don't call me a fuzzy button, <laughs> or do yeah uh, or do. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it was out there. That was what you want to talk about with the way. Did you have any other questions from the way? Well, what I really enjoyed about I want to say I, I do love that movie. It, it was written wrong. so fucking and I, good. And I gave it to Keith to to watch because I wanted him to know what it was somewhat like to give me an idea. Yeah, to, to give, give me an, an idea, idea what it was like. And well, what I really enjoyed like there's one scene in particular mm-hmm. that really like hit me. Mm-hmm. Like so, he's you know Martin Sheen is uh, the actor that's in this movie. Mm. He you know he's on the way, and he's like distributing uh, his son's ashes, mm. and his backpack gets stolen. Oh yeah, with his oh, son's goes, ashes, yeah, and, and then Egypt, uh, the the father of the Egypt, kid. he's actually in Burgos. Yeah, yeah. Which I never saw that part of Burgos. They yeah. did actually show the cathedral for like a second. Yeah, yeah. But they they bring it back and he's like, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. because the father like understood what it what what his son stole. Yeah, and he's like, oh, you know, you know, I'm sorry. You know, well, and and the and people have a very uh, they're very respectful of of of, of uh, the pele- dead of pellegrin. Well, I'm talking about like a, well people who are walking. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I'm so, I'm sure the dead, but I'm I'm more like because uh, since we're talking about the Camino, it's like yeah. people are very respectful of people who walk the Camino, like so the Spanish. 
they're always actually very like thankful like you're there yeah. in their country. Yeah. Well, you can see They're that. like thank you for coming here and and experiencing yeah. like <laughs> experience really, our country. I really enjoyed that uh the guy in the movie that had his own stamp. Mm. And he was like crazy mm. as fuck like All talking right. to himself and I've heard that's a real guy. <laughs> I'm sure well, it I mean, is, man. That, like not like a guy in the movie, but I've heard that's a real. Oh, guy. I'm sure I'm sure that's a thing. But you do get those stamps and and yeah, I didn't even yeah well, we kind of touched on the on the well. It's a pilgrim passport, right? You right. know the. Uh, but uh, the movie, the, the movie in particular, is kind of what opened my mind into understanding what this journey mm-hmm. is. And that's one thing you have to have when you're walking too is you need the the pilgrim's passport. Yeah. Because that that is their, your proof that you're walking the Camino. Yeah. And you need that stamp every time. You know, every time you go to a hostel, you get you get the stamp. Sometimes bars that will have the stamp, and you just kind of stamp your. Yeah. Your thing in there, you know, just to kind of be like, oh, I was, the, I was there. <laughs> well, do you have any stories of hostels? Do you have any stories of anything like that? Um, not like <laughs> anything crazy. Like I think actually the most vivid story I have of uh, being in a hostel was, I can't remember what city it was in because it's like they all kind of blend <laughs> together after a while or town, and uh, but I remember I was there with a few friends of mine. I actually have a video of it still really? on my phone. Really? I, I'll show it to you. Actually, yeah, I want to see me. it. I want to see and it. And it was a. Uh, and uh, it was like we were around at all these different tables at this hostel, and like everyone was having dinner outside. And we all started singing like songs from like each each like kind of nation that or whatever. That's so fucking and I remember, cool. I remember dude. like we sang like Country Road <laughs> from Don, John Denver. Oh my yeah. Country Road. And actually, my friend who, who take me home. My friend who sang it, um, he's actually walking wa- uh, walking the Camino right now. His name's uh, Greg. A guy I met on the Camino, like older guy, not, not retired, the Greg, not the Greg I know. No, okay. retired psychologist. Um, amazing guy. He lives in in uh, Minnesota, I think. I think it's Minnesota, Minnesota, Michigan. I can't remember exactly. One of, one of them M states. Yeah. Um, and he walks Camino almost uh, every year or two. That's fucking so cool. And he dude. actually, I, I I saw he was walking Camino, and I put something on his Facebook. I was like, dude, like, oh my god, like I, I remember us. It was like six years ago. And he's like, oh, I was actually in this town, the same town we were walking through. The other day, and I was like, I saw, I like pictured you there, and the same old guy was there, and the same dog, and like, oh, I was like, man, picturing you being there with me. He actually cool. like really, really helped me on my like my second day of walking, because I just was, I was really like after my first day, I was beaten wrecked, down. beaten down. I didn't know what to expect because I didn't train for the Camino at oh, all. Oh man! And he helped me out, and we just got to be friends really fast. And we were stopping a wine fountain. Oh, man. Yeah, there was this wine fountain like where uh, like a uh, monk, like you know, like monks make uh, wine, oh, and they, yeah. they get and anyway walking to Camino, there's a wine fountain. You just go there and you <laughs> you get wine. You know, you just pour yourself some wine into it, like you know your water bottle or whatever, and you just keep going. Yeah, oh my god, it's really god, cool actually. Man. That's fucking too cool. Yeah, what a, what a cool memory. Yeah, what a cool memory. No, I love that guy. Tell uh, um on the subject. Give me a couple. I might try to tag him in this actually, yeah. like Greg. <laughs> well, like as as long as I got you on the spot. But actually, if I when I go back, I'm gonna talk about the well, walking again. But that that's one guy I would hit up and be like, hey, like I want to go again. Like I'm gonna go this time. Like, w- would you be able to go? Because oh, yeah. I would love. I'd absolutely love to walk with him again. Dude, that's so. Because he's such an awesome. Well, guy. it's from what I got from. And he it. spoke and he speaks great Spanish. So oh <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Well, like well, I, I've said it. A, a well, he helped me out when I was hurting most, and he got he took me to pharmacy or pharmacia and helped me out know. with that, and just like kept me going. That's dude, I have so much respect for that. You have no idea. You have no idea. Well, how pe- how much people help you? Man. Yeah. Well, I like I've um, kind of alluded to it. Mm-hmm. I want to hear a couple of your favorite memories. Well, I'm gonna uh, actually unless you unless thing, you got a dire- one thing I have written down go. next is the people. Okay, okay. Because I have a list of things I want to hit. Yeah. Um, so the people, um, 
there's a few people I've, I've walked with, and, and yeah, Greg was one of them. And he really helped me when I was just kind of like, struggling, struggling the first like couple of days because my knee was killing me oh, and like yeah. I had a hard time walking. And I was like, I didn't, and it was weird because my knee that was bothering me was one knee that like I didn't think would bother me. And then, you know, I, like he, you, and that's one thing on the Camino is like you always run into like little issues. Like, bli- <laughs> like most people, it's blisters, honestly. Yeah, well, I can believe that because you're walking, you know, 12, 15 miles a day and your feet will start to kill you, especially if you don't have the right shoes. Yeah. No. They will, well, just, and especially if you're not used you to will it. Know, yeah, you will know fast. Yeah, and I didn't train at all. They're like, "Wait, you came here and you didn't train at all?" I was like, "No, it's I really." Like, it's just I thought like, I'd just go, and actually, I ended up buying like a walking stick like the second day I was there. Did you and really? Then, oh yeah, did I, you still, really? I still have it. It's hanging Dude, up my living dope. room. Dude, dope, dope. Sorry, it's, sorry. It's hang, <laughs> hanging up in my living room. That's awesome. Yeah, and man. that because I didn't think I need one, but no, it actually did help me out a lot mm-hmm. when I got it. Um, one really good friend I have, I still, I still kind of, you know, we'll comment on Facebook for each other once in a while is my friend, uh, oh, uh, (laughs) it'll come to you. Uh, uh, well, a friend of mine from Australia, um, I don't know why his name's not coming to me all of a sudden. It's escaping you at the moment, but it'll come back. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, he's just an amazing friend. Yeah. And we still, yeah, like I said, I still see him post stuff on, uh, Facebook. Well, and that's cool that you managed to make those connections with people. Yeah. And like he, but I will say he asked me like the best question ever in my life. Like still to this day, um, he asked me, uh, who are you? Really? This que- Yeah. He asked me the question, like, who are you? Can I, can I put you on the spot? I, you know, it's <laughs> funny because it, it took me a long time. To answer that question, right? That's it took why, me actually. That's why I asked I, it took it me like actually by the end of the Camino, I was able to, I was able to answer it. Okay, so what was your answer? I cannot remember. Uh, okay, okay. But he asked me like, "Who are you?" He's like, "I got posed this question by someone else," and I, he's like, "I can't." Well, I, I, I couldn't could answer it. I and he's like, "But I'm going to pose you this question while you're walking and think about it." He's like, "You, you don't at all have to give me this answer right away, but think about it through this whole for, I, the, for I, your I, journey." I couldn't answer that question. And he asked me, "Who are you?" That's that's dope, man. That's deep as fuck. Right? Close to the mic, deep as fuck. <laughs> like, I, I couldn't like right now, I couldn't answer that question. That that's kind of amazing. That like it's kind of cool that he had the um the mindset to ask you that question. Oh, definitely do. Just very cool, man. Like and uh, and I've said this more than once over this podcast, like I can't begin to express how much like respect I have for this experience. Like I'm jealous that you had it and I didn't. <laughs> oh, dude, I can't. I honestly can't wait to do it again. <laughs> well, I, I'm gonna do the Appalachian Trail, but it's completely different. Oh, another friend of mine had actually uh, a guy named uh, Franz. Franz. Uh, yeah, Franz. Uh, fucking amazing guy from. Um, I think he lived. He lives outside Amsterdam. Okay. And one thing we'll go there with the people from from um was it uh which country would that be? That's Deutschland. That's Germany. No, no, not Germany. You talking about Amsterdam? Yeah, like that. Yeah. That uh, <laughs> I'll just click on his name real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Thing of the uh, Netherlands. Yeah, the Netherlands. That's like yeah, exactly. Yeah, they actually in the Netherlands, they they learn like five languages. Yeah, because not many people mad. speak speak their language. Well, because it's a, such a small area. Exactly. So they learn. Yeah, they learn like five languages. And now I'm all of a sudden fine. It's Paul, my friend Paul Paul <laughs> Paul. Mullins. Paul Mullins. Shout out Paul Mullins. He's the Australian guy, and I actually always tell people Australians are the coolest fucking people. In the world. Yeah, I have a hard time. Hands down, that. and I've always wanted to go to Australia. I really hope to one day to go to Australia. I would like to go, but it's like a fucking twenty four hour flight. Oh, I know it's crazy, <laughs> right? Um, 
but yeah, him, Greg, uh, Franz. Actually, Franz came to see me once in Vegas when, I, when I still lived in Vegas. We uh, we hung out for the day. Well, that speaks to the connection. And it's unfortunate because he uh, I saw just recently because he was commenting on a on a Greg's post on being on the Camino, and he said uh, I guess he just had his hip replaced. Oh, ouch! Or like, ouch. So he he can't walk. But he's a really spry old guy, though. I gotta say, when well, I met, when I walked him at the time, I'm just really, really great well, that, guy. Well, that speaks to the connection you guys. I met, have. I met this really great Italian Italian guy named uh, Tommaso. Tommaso. Yeah. From, what a dope ass. Yeah, name, he's Tommaso. really, really great guy. Really good photographer, but he never actually fucking edited the photos he took on the Camino. <laughs> but really good photographer. Nice man. Um, nice. Just there was a girl named Julia, and I, I, I she sent me a message like we about like on facebook like hey i don't i'm not on facebook anymore but here's my instagram handle and unfortunately the message like like disappeared oh because she got off facebook so fast and i didn't say and since i wasn't on instagram i didn't save her handle so oh, i man. i want to fucking find it because i really really like that girl a lot yeah cool cool people huh? i've gotten she was such an amazing person yeah i, I need to like send my friends some messages like hey does anybody have her, her <laughs> like, to, instagram need, handle need to reconnect anyway man. get a hold of her because i really want to get a hold of her again yeah and i because i just don't think i'll ever be able to again because like she she sent me that message and then i just didn't reply or anything and right yeah <laughs> sorry well, i got a little sad there for a second uh, well dude like, i'll find it again that's uh you know like we might be like waxing fucking Waxing. I'd probably put that on like I would put a Facebook post up about this. I'd right. be like I would like does, if anybody knows where Julia is, please well, like, let me know. We might be like waxing emotional about this episode, dude, mm. but I'm happy to do that. Like mm. like like I keep I've said this like five times. But but that's, like, here's you. the thing though. It, it's like about all my friends I'm talking about. I met them six years ago. I haven't seen I've only seen one of them since but that they're, time. But they're still in your mind. But they're still in my mind and I still like or friends with them on Facebook and I'll comment on their stuff and like I still know them. Yeah, it made an impact. After man. six years. I only knew them for like at at times like maybe only like a couple weeks at most. Exactly. But we're still friends. And that's one thing about the Camino. You meet someone and I always love this, uh and I'm I'm talking about like I'm doing Camino philosophy right now. Which is where it was <laughs> would be referred to when you're talking when you're walking the Camino is a, uh, but you can meet someone and the, and somebody could have told me like oh I end up killing uh, like I, I accidentally killed someone, but the thing was at the time when you meet would meet someone on the Camino there is no judgment at right, all man. no judgment of anybody you could meet anybody at the Camino it didn't matter and it doesn't matter what their past was That's you only want to know them right in that moment like hey who are you and why are you walking why are you that? walking. And let's just talk and tell me about tell me about where you're from. Right. Tell me about your country. Tell me about your thoughts. That's so fucking awesome. And I love man. that. And I always said I always told people like, if the world was more like the Camino, if everyone in the world could walk the Camino, it, the world would be a much better place. Yeah. Well, and it might be kind of cliche, mm-hmm. but like one of my favorite characters was the I, Tom from Ireland. Oh yeah. But like his whole thing is he was like trying to write the story, mm-hmm. and I really liked his take. His uh, <coughs> excuse me, his uh, contribution to the story mm. because he was trying to write down the story of of what, what he was, was trying it? to do a Camino story, and there are what, what so was, many books out there like what was, of people what, walking to Camino. What was Martin Sheen's nickname? Oh, uh, ba- like, Boomer. Boomer, yeah, yeah, yeah like, he was Boomer. Like, he was like trying to write down his story, mm-hmm. and and he was like trying to understand his son. Well, the Irish guy was trying to write down his story. Yeah, yeah he, like he was trying to write down his son's story mm-hmm. and. He's the first guy that you see him open up to. Yeah, you know? there are a lot of books out there on the Camino. Oh, I can people writing their own stories. I, com- I, I read one it. of them from a, uh, actually like a German comedian. It was actually really, good. <laughs> really. It was actually really, really good. <laughs> really. Um. Yeah. 
um, but there's it, every you know it's one of those things like oh yeah everyone's got you know there's so many books out there in the Camino it's like oh it's like oh what do you like Camino like, oh, I'm writing a book like yeah who, who fucking isn't <laughs> and I wrote like a journal down and all that well and without you telling I me ke- about I keep it, meaning to like take all the photos I took on the Camino right. and, and all the, and the things I wrote and actually put and just make a book for myself right I just haven't gotten around to it well and I, I realize I keep after six years I still have not gotten around to it. <laughs> Well, and I I realize I keep uh, kind of like um, saying how like mm-hmm. Im- how awesome I think this is, mm-hmm. but do not the, how many times I say it, yeah, don't you still think, mean it? Yeah, yeah. no, they, I like, no, I know. Yeah, it's it, know. like to literally, dude. Like you're one of my best friends, mm-hmm. and I, I see your face, yeah. and you talking about this, dude. Like it touches me. No, it's something I I, know, I, so. I, I, I love. Yeah. I well, and I see that. Love it. I see that. And that's why so many times through you're telling your story, I'm like, mm-hmm. well, tell me about this. Well, tell me about that. And like the fact that you did it, man, I, I think it's pretty amazing. No, and this is a very like kind of emotional. Yeah, yeah, me, yeah. It feels yeah, like. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's like it's an emotional like I like it, it kind of like takes me down, but it's like a good. Well, it means more to it, you. Because it, it, it means, means more, so much. It, it, means, it makes me happy like talking about this right now. Right, right. And I really hope you guys have enjoyed this episode because. Yeah. Uh, like I've enjoyed sitting here. I wish you, like I keep saying this. Yeah, yeah. I wish you guys could see me. Mm-hmm. I'm doing like the whole thinker thing, yeah. putting my hand on my chin and just like listening to Nick talk. Yeah. So like it, it's. Well, it's let me, a really let me cool ask topic. you a question though. If, if you know just everything you heard tonight, would would you? Fuck like, yeah, I would. You don't even have to finish that sentence. <laughs> but, fuck yeah, I would, dude. Why like, would you do it? I would do it to discover myself. That's actually. That's a good. That's a good thing. Yeah, to not not uh, to not to know myself, but to discover myself. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually talk about this. Uh, so I have one thing on my list is a daily routine. Okay. Yeah, so, I want to hear this. Yeah. So, um, I I had my my friend he asked me like, who are you? So I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to my daily routine. I'm gonna answer that question. So you know, when you get up in the morning, you get up at like eight in the morning. It all depends on when you want wanted to get up. So I, I think I usually get up around eight seven thirty eight in the morning. And you already already taken a shower the night before, like because when you get to a hostel, yeah, yeah. you like bunch put your stuff down, you find your bed, you take a shower. <laughs> Otherwise, you're, you're not gonna get any hot water. B- bunch of people there already. And you wa- you know, wash your clothes, you relax a little bit, maybe go get a drink, get some food. Tell maybe you have some dinner later. You know, hang out with your friends. And that was like that was one thing I learned actually is you, you really don't read at all. <laughs> you don't. You might bring a book with you. It's like you're never gonna have any time to read because you're writing stuff down. You're talking with people. So then that, when you get up in the morning, you're like, okay, I'm going to get in the morning. You know, you get up, you get dressed, you try not to wake anybody up. By the way, earplugs, most important fucking thing. You could, <laughs> I, caught you that in, I caught that. You yeah. can totally own. Um, you get up in the morning, and yeah, there's still people sleeping. Earplugs people are awake, sleeping People are getting ready. You know, you pack up your, your sleeping bag, everything you got, you know. Usually I have like a sleeping bag, like out, if you're sleeping with a sleeping bag, which I always did, because you got to worry about bed bugs. Um and then you yeah after you pack everything up get your shoes on and your shoes are always like usually like, outside the room because they always like leave those they always really? well because they get dirty or smelly and they always have them <laughs> separate from everything else okay your, your shoes and your walking stick are usually set like like just outside. by the by the door or it may even outside yeah and your backpack of course is on your bed um did you have to deal with people rifling through your shit no no no, okay. no. there are those occasions that i've heard stories about people like having stuff stolen but it doesn't happen that often. Most people are very respectful of other people. I would hope so in that situation. It, but it, you know, it's one of those things. It's one of you know, it does happen on occasion. People are people, but not yeah. not a lot. You know, it's like you go to charge your phone. You hook up your phone charger to a to a outlet with like you know ten of the, like five other phones, 
it just yeah. it, it could ha- it could happen it could not you know it, mo- yeah. it mostly won't but there is the off chance it could happen but you're pretty much only in the hostel with with other people who are walking the Camino so okay. they're not going to try to steal from you and if they do their hole will fucking burst in <laughs> <laughs> so anyway yeah so I get up and I I uh, so I'd, I'd get out of the hostel and and I'd start walking for the day and usually I try to be out around like eight 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 thirty in the morning maybe even seven thirty in the morning. And the sun wouldn't necessarily be up, and there'd be like some fog out sometimes. That's so dope. It was really oh, nice, and the sun wouldn't necessarily so really cool. be up. I'd walk. Oh, I'd walk in the mornings. I fucking loved walking like eight, nine in the morning because it was still like a little. It was like there's still a lot of like dew out and moisture. Yeah. Depending on which region you were in, and uh, it was nice. You know, just walking <laughs> oh, in the morning. Man. And then if you if you all of a sudden it was you know ten in the morning, you walk past like a little bar, you'd stop and get get a coffee. One of the few terms I learned was a uh, cafe con leche. Yeah. It's a uh, coffee with milk. Yeah, okay. and I love I fucking love <laughs> Cafe Con Leche. And every bar you go to in Spain will always have uh-uh. an espresso machine. Oh, I okay. fucking love Cafe Con Leche. <laughs> I would never ever order it, like you know, because it's pretty much a latte. Yeah, I would yeah. never ever order it in the, in, in the U.S. But I will so order amazing, it in a dude. second in Spain. That sounds and so it's amazing. So dude. good. It sounds so. And you good. get a little espresso cup, and it's fucking awesome. <laughs> so if you go to Spain, if anybody out there goes to Spain. Order a cafe con leche. <laughs> say, say it again. You'll for be him. happy. Say it again for him. Cafe con leche. <laughs> yeah. All right. You'll be happy. So tell me more, man. I want to hear more. So, uh, but yeah. So anyway, so the, but the thing I would do in the morning was I would I would focus on a different aspect of my personality every day. Okay. Of what I wanted to change myself. And honestly, I, it being so long, I don't know if I was able to change anything about my personality, but maybe I was, and, and I, well, you were I just did it, and I just and I changed that about myself, and I just didn't even, I just don't even know that well, I the, did it. Well, the big thing is you were reflective. But yeah, that's the one nice thing about when you're walking is, especially if you're not walking with anybody, because you can have days where you, if you don't want to walk with anybody and just be by yourself, you can do that. Yeah. If you have days you just want to hang out with your friends and talk with them for hours on end, you can do that. You know, you all of a sudden you meet someone, you talk with him for an hour. You can do that. But if you just want to be alone and, and be like kind of be introspective. And just walk. And that's what I did a lot of days. Every day I, I try to have a different aspect of my personality that I wanted to change. And I would examine that and I would go to the root core. I'm like, why am I like this? Why am I doing this? Like, what can, how can I change this? And I did that every day. That's fucking so Like awesome. every day that I, re- I remember, well, that I could. But I did that as much as I possibly could. And uh, like I said, I don't know what I changed about myself. And if I did even change anything about myself, but maybe I did. I just don't know because I, I, I can't remember. Well, here's the thing is you were introspective. But you know what? I, I really do believe that I did change myself while I was doing that. Well, it definitely made you like I didn't know you before this. It made me more the person that I wanted to be. <clears throat> it made you. I didn't know you. Bef- I didn't know you before this. No. But I can honestly say, in my opinion, it probably made you in some way a better person. I'd like to think so. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like like I said, I haven't, I didn't know you before you did that. But that was what I did every day. And then... Um, <clears throat> I'd walk as long as I wanted to walk. You know, you, you usually think you figure out the, the day before, like where you want to walk to or maybe where your friends are walking to. You're like, OK, I'll stop there. And uh, you stop at a certain hostel you're like, OK, we'll stay here and then stop at the certain hostel, go in, take a shower, maybe wash your clothes because you have to pretty much wash your clothes and like just sinks like every like couple <laughs> like day or two. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I got lucky, like maybe once or twice, somebody actually had like wash me. Oh clothes. shit! And, they, and you'll just pay, and you'll just give them a couple of years, like yeah, wash my fucking clothes. <laughs> I'm like stinky. oh my god, I'm like stinky. this is awesome because you have to wash your clothes in the sink and then well, take them up here, the, on, the the, on that note, mm-hmm. I have a question about like your socks. Yeah, what about it? Uh, like, did you get to wash them regularly? Yeah. Or did you? Oh yeah. Because like wool socks too, you got to wear wool socks. Yeah, I was gonna Smart say. Wool. I was gonna say. 
They're so comfortable, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> Will socks are so fucking comfortable. He's like, so, so I, I can imagine walking in And that. you have to wear synthetic materials, too. Oh, you want yeah. You want stuff that'll dry fast. Yeah. You need stuff that'll dry fast. Because I can imagine, like, with shoes and socks, yeah. th- those that have to be smartly chosen. Yeah. And I spent, I remember I spent, like, 200, like, around 200 and something dollars, like, two to, I think I spent, like, about $230 on a pair of shoes. I believe it. But you know what? I, I always tell people, listen, this is one thing I learned in the book. Was, was, was if, it, if you're going to spend money on anything, spend money on shoes. Because <laughs> yeah. that is the most important fucking thing. Like, oh, if yeah. anything else, like, spend money on shoes. It's like Be- having tires, dude. Yeah. It's like having tires. Like, spend the money on, like, don't fucking cheap out on shoes. Like, fucking buy if really, gonna, really good shoes. If you're going to do this, get good shoes. Yeah, because you're going to be walking all fucking day, and that's the most important thing. Uh, yeah. And I got lucky because I only had, like, maybe two two blisters the whole fucking really? the whole walk. Yeah. Really? And one day it was I got one because I walked like like 30, 35 kilometers. So I, wa- I actually walked a really long time that day, and it, it like got me. But it was honestly just because I walked that far. Yeah. Other than that, I really it wasn't a I wasn't bad because I had good pair of shoes. That's awesome. I got a really yeah. good pair of <laughs> that's, shoes. It's such a cool story, dude. Yeah, <laughs> such so, a cool story. So let's see. Um, let's see, so I got like uh the people why I decided to walk it. I, I did that. Why I got it out of it, or what I what I got out of it. I kind of did that too, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so the co- uh, next thing I got is the cost. So for anybody thinking about doing it, um, it's honestly not that bad. I mean, for someone like me, who, like like actually me right now, I couldn't I couldn't afford it. Well, you have, to, you have to think about your time off. Yeah. Right. Well, first of all, you have to think about you're gonna have to take a month, at least a month off, depending on the Camino you want to do. If you want to do a short, you can do short Caminos of like it's really about your time frame what you can do like i wanted to do as long as i could so i took off uh i think it was like 25 26 days i and i walked i was in spain like 23 days but you got to think of like a day like two days for travel time and all that i think even when i got back i had like maybe a day off i don't really remember it's been <laughs> so long going right back to work after but at the time in 2013 i spent i honestly spent like 700 dollars just on gear yeah I so i spent it. i spent like 200 dollars on a backpack um, really nice Osprey backpack. I spent two hundred and thirty on a pair of shoes, and then I just did like middle, well, like miscellaneous from there. You know, like uh, sleeping bag, and and uh, what else? Just little things from, from there. Like yeah. I said, the, the some of the essentials are uh, earplugs, <laughs> hands down. Yeah. Um, you just honestly try to keep the weight down as much as possible. Well, like uh, you usually only keep like maybe like three shirts, like you know maybe like two pairs of pants. I think I only actually wore like one pair of pants the whole time. Well, like, like uh, two or three pairs of underwear, two three pairs of socks. It all depends on how much how much you want to wash your stuff. But I kept it. It was like my backpack was probably like maybe five pounds. Well, like uh, at mo- like may- five maybe ten pounds at most. And that, well, that's and, and people people would actually lift up my backpack and be like. How the f- like what the fuck like this is light as shit I'm like yeah I don't carry much and actually I brought something I probably shouldn't have which was I brought like a, a mirrorless camera which probably weighed another two pounds and I could have totally done that out that even though I got some really amazing pictures at one point but I didn't use it enough to really justify it because you can be just fine using a cell phone right you can well, play, and you can get some yeah. great now great, you could yeah you and you can get some great pictures just out of the cell phone. Well, like uh, I'm a, I'm a huge uh, I'm huge into survivalism like. Uh, um, what you would call prepping, yeah, being a prepper, mm-hmm. and one of the big phrases that they use is ounces. Trans- oh, yeah. ounces translate into pounds. Yeah. Pounds translates into no, pain. No, I, I bought a really great book. It was like walk, 
walk far, carry less yeah. about the there Camino. You go. Yeah. And I actually was like cutting off like, you know, tags on my yes, underwear and exactly. stuff. Exactly. Exactly, and, and uh, I probably I probably could have like with the camera I probably could have lessened it a little more. I actually took a book with me uh, called it was actually The Sun Also Rises by uh, Ernest Hemingway, and I actually ended up leaving it in my, the first hostel yeah. I was at because I was like I don't need this weight. I kept one book in my backpack, which I honestly never like. I honestly carried it just because I knew I needed something to read on my way back <laughs> to the U.S. And that was the only reason I carried it the rest of the way. What was the water situation like? Oh, you can get water everywhere. Yeah, yeah. On the on the Camino Francis, it, you can get it just all the time. Yeah, did you didn't you, need to did carry much. And that was actually one thing I realized. Like I was watching a video the other day about uh, your packing list, and the guy was like, "Oh, just carry like a one liter bottle," you know. And I carried really? I carried actually like a heavier like REI bottle. Okay. And I was like, and I kind of realized now I'm like, oh, I didn't need to carry that bottle. Like I just needed a, a cheap. And honestly, the the best is like a cheap plastic one liter bottle. Yeah. And you're totally fine because you yeah. can, you can get water like all over the place. Really. So you don't need that much. And then you know sometimes you carry some food with you, like some some chocolate. Like I love fucking chocolate. Dude, yeah. European Kit Kats are fucking awesome. <laughs> by the way, I love European Kit Kats. I haven't had it in years, but that was one thing I remember. My my, my roommate went to Spain, and I was like, and he's like, "Oh, you been bringing anything back? Like, dude, give, give me a bag of fucking Kit Kats." You know, one of you're in Europe because the chocolate is just so much better out there. That. But that that's actually like shit. Sorry. Good job. Uh, <laughs> But that's a uh, that's honestly uh, it's a it, it like the chocolate out there is really good and it's really good energy and well, actually I will say the fruit in in uh, oh, Europe dude. is amazing. Well, the the, the thing that I was because like you get a banana from a store, it's brown, but that means it's good. <laughs> well, the thing I want to interject on is uh, the time I've spent in Ireland, mm-hmm. they're Hershey bars. Dude. Oh yeah, see, like I said, chocolate. Yeah, the Hershey bars. Chocolate is, is so much better. It's a completely different experience. Yeah. Completely <laughs> different experience. So I'll get into, uh, yeah, like the rest of the cost was like, um, I normally spend about 25, 30 euros a day, and that included food and hostels. What does that translate to? What is uh, that? Maybe like $5. <laughs> Fucking really, yeah. dude? Oh, not even, maybe not even that. I think the euro is, actually, I think the euro right now is around the same price as a dollar. Okay. I mean, I could look it up if you want to really know, but it's it's usually around like a dollar to yeah. $1.25. It's pretty close to the U.S. currency, maybe a dollar fifty at most. Um. And I would, you know, I would get at the ATMs. I'd usually get around like two hundred euros at a time. Uh, it sucked because I'd get like fifty dollars euros. I'm like, God damn it, I gotta break this. It sucks. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, I would normally spend around yeah like twenty five to thirty euros a day. That's crazy. And then like usually uh, I'd stay at a hostel, uh, and it would be about you know maybe about eight to fifteen. Eight really? to twelve. Actually, really? most of them were probably around eight to twelve. Really. And maybe once in a while you find one that was like four. Really, dude. Yeah. That's that's yeah. such an amazing experience, dude. And that'd be a that'd be a uh, refugio. Okay, I'm saying that word badly, but <laughs> say it again. Refugio. <laughs> okay, yeah. I don't know that word, yeah. <laughs> but it pretty much means hostel. Okay, and uh, I think a primitivo is a uh, like more of a private residence because there were times where you would run across like people who would convert their homes into uh, like a places. bed and breakfast, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Those were nice though, and you could actually request like a private room, which was nice. <laughs> Because then you get to be like, oh, I'm not sleeping along with anybody else. And I actually did stay at a hotel a couple times. I stayed at one in uh, Lyon, and I had an amazing bottle of wine. I remember taking a bath, and it was like the <laughs> unbelievable experience. And then the last stop I had was in when when I was in Santiago. I got a hotel room, and it nice. was fucking so nice. It was like fifty, you know, it was like fifty euros to get a hotel room. But I was like, I don't fucking care. Like, <laughs> it doesn't matter. I want a nice room for the night. I want to treat myself a little bit and like sleep in like a nice bed and, and like take a bath and like a really nice shower. Oh man! I ever had the best shower I ever had in my life. Like you know, maybe like, like 
40 kilometers or something 50 kilometers from uh from uh santiago and i stayed at somebody some some people's house and i remember it was like a couple like maybe a kilometer or two off the off uh camino and me and this guy met from memphis and we he's like okay let's go there and then we were gonna stay with like these but then we all of a sudden like we got there like okay we'll get a couple beds or whatever just a regular spot and it was like these two like like Swedish women or something. And, was, and he was just like, ah, oh, dude, like, I don't want to be around these women. <laughs> he's like, I was like, he's like, you want to get a private room? And like, yeah, let's get a private room. And it was like 25 euros a piece. And which is kind of a lot. And we're like, like, fuck it. Yeah. So we got a, we got a room to ourselves and we, and then it came with like dinner and all that's that. Dope, and, man, that's and dope. And we just did that. And it was a, f- and I, but I had the best shower of my life. <laughs> still to this day, that's the best shower I had in my life. <laughs> we both it. took a shower there. And I was like, Oh my God, this water feels amazing. The water pressure is amazing. <laughs> Well, it makes you appreciate things. So, but yeah, so um, and uh, but uh, uh, yeah, to get back to the whole thing, I'm like going off. So, uh, the entire like cost, honestly, was a uh, I probably spent around thirteen hundred dollars while I was there. That's so, twenty three days was thirteen hundred dollars, and I and I f- was very comfortable. Yeah. The whole time, you know, I I just I didn't really care about spending money. I, I sometimes I'd like spend money like oh I'm gonna buy you drinks today or something or like you know you have other friends like oh I'm gonna buy you a drink you know it's all it's all pay it forward type stuff. Yeah. So honestly, the entire it would cost me a. Th- about a thousand dollars to get over there. I got a really good deal on the plane ticket, and seven hundred dollars. So it was about three thousand dollars to do the whole thing. That's dope. Yeah. That and and this was in twenty thirteen. <laughs> um, so you're probably looking at like about six right now. No, no, <laughs> no. I'm gonna get to that. That's gonna be probably the last thing I talk about. So let's see how much time it took. So I unfortunately, yeah, I did twenty three days. I started out in, um, and this is actually something you originally asked me. Was I started out in Pamplona? A plant, Pamplona. Pamplona. Okay. And I got lost for about probably good, like six hours. Or something. <laughs> yeah. So did like you four really? Hours. I did actually. I, I got. I got. Up, I flew to Madrid. And I took a bus from Madrid to Pamplona, and I got lost in, in Pamplona. And were you were Pamplona. you pan- were you panicked for a little while? I really was actually. <laughs> I completely was panicked, and I wa- and I like all of a sudden I was like talking. I like ran. like I just got all here. Of a sudden, I'm fucking lost. Like I, it got dark actually, and I, and I got there like you know two in the afternoon or something i was like freaked out and one or two in the afternoon and all of a sudden I, it was it was getting dark and i ran into some spanish guy he's like hey wh- like what's up i was like oh i'm trying to get to this spot he's like oh well that's actually like on the other side of the fucking city i'm like really and i was just stupid enough like i didn't really think to like you know look at a compass and be like or like even like i remember like after the bus i could have probably gone up to the co- to the police that were there and be like hey where, where how do I get to here? Uh, yeah. And it probably actually might have even taken me there because like, oh, you're Pellegrino, and I was like, yeah, I, ju- I just got into your country. I'm like, okay, we'll take you there. And I should have done that, but I met the Spanish guy, and he's like, oh, well, like, oh, I've walked the Camino before. I'm like, I'll help you. I'll take you to where you want to go. So he took me all the cool way across story, the city. Dude. What a cool story. He was just getting out of his car. He's like, oh yeah, my English isn't that great. And I was like, oh, can I give you some money to help out? He's like, no, I'm like, don't give me anything. Like, because you're Pellegrino. Yeah, like you're you're a pilgrim. Like you're you're new to this this country. Like. Here and he dropped me off there at this hostel, and this hostel was like, "Oh, well, we can't take anymore. Like we're full or whatever." It's like, "Oh, it's too late." Uh, how fucking stressful! Was like, how stressful was that? I was like, that? "Are you serious? Like I just I got just got here from a twenty nine hour plane ride. Like like oh, we'll go up this way, and then and you'll find a spot." And it took me like maybe like another half an hour or something. To find. All of a sudden, I found this like place, and I walked in like this uh, hostel. And it was actually an expensive hostel. It was like fucking twenty eight dollars. Yeah. And I was like, "What the fuck?" Like I just and I was like, "I don't care how much it is." I just got here. And I was like, "Oh, I need a pilgrim's passport too. I don't have that." And like, okay. So I got in there and it was like ten o'clock at night and everyone else was asleep in there and I fucking like, like got in there, Dude, put man. my bags up, put everything up. It was like the first night I was like I didn't slept in like twenty nine hours, <laughs> oh, and I just fucking put my shit up and I'm like I woke up I think at like nine ten in the morning and I woke up and actually I uh I went and took a shower and I remember I left my like passport and my money like on in a bathroom stall 
and I walked like an hour. Oh my god! Away from that, and then all of a sudden I realized, like, holy shit, I fucking forgot my passport and everything. I walked in there, and I found, and I like walked in this hostel, and luckily it was open. Walked in there, went to the bathroom. My stuff was still there. Grabbed it and walked out. And this guy was like trying to say shit to me. And I was like, like no habla español. And I was like, like like English. And this guy just didn't understand me. I just walked back out and just started walking again. Oh and I was my just like, god. like wow, I walked an hour in the wrong in the oh fucking my direction. God, left man. my shit in there. I was so happy that when I when you know, of course, my shit Dude, was, it was there. Still but, there, yeah. But yeah, that's. <laughs> I've told ex- that story in a while, actually. What an experience, man. But what that just experience. told me how nice the Spanish people are. Though. Like, <laughs> well, to, yeah. Some guy helped me out, but, you know. So, uh, so yeah, I already, I, how much time I took off, I already told you. Um, so advice for anyone who wants to go, fucking go. Do it. If you can, if you, if you have the money to do it and the time, and you're able to get the time off of work, fucking do it. Yeah, it sounds Especially amazing, if you're man. at all interested in what I've been talking about. If you want, like, to, like, get some clarity in your life or just be away from everything. You know, just just honestly, like live. Listen, this, and you know, it, you know, like, for, forgive me for saying this, uh, man, but it's like an, it's it's an inspirational story. Thank you. It really is, dude. Like it's a uh, one of those things that I wish I had the nerve to do. That well, that was actually one thing when when I was leaving the U.S. I was flying. Uh, I flew from Las Vegas to Dallas, Fort Worth, and from Dallas because you were living to in Vegas. Madrid. You were living in Vegas. I was living in Vegas at the time. And when I flew to Dallas Fort Worth, I was freaking the out. Especially when you got I've there. I've been looking forward to this for like months. Especially when you got there and you're like and you landed and, I, and, and you're like, and, fuck, where am I gonna and sleep? I, I honestly I called for my and I was like, I'm freaking the fuck out. Like I'm so fucking I, I like what the fuck? Like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? I'm, I'm so I like I don't I know, fucked up. I'm I don't know anybody up. in this in this fucking entire continent. Like, what the fuck am I doing? And I had to realize, like, look. <laughs> you took a, you took a month off of work. You have a plane ticket to this country. You're going, and you're gonna be there for a month. You need to stop worrying. There you go. And I've always been like, you know what? The scariest things I've ever done in my life are the most satisfying things I've ever done in my life. Dude, that's great. And that was one thing I had to do once I and once I finally got past the whole thing, Pamplona, and I was able to finally like walk the Camino and actually enjoy it. It's honestly the happiest I've ever been in my life. I to believe this day. it. I believe it. I've never been happier in my, all my life. I believe it. Because you, I would walk the Camino, and I was. Well, I, would I, was get gonna, to, I get to points where I'm like, I, I would realize like everything I own right dude, now. You did it. You did it. Well, dude. well you here's did the thing: it. everything I own is on my back right now, and I've never been happier. <laughs> yeah, and you man. start to realize you really don't need much at all in your life to to be happy. You really don't. Well, I love that. Yeah. you're so right. You're so right. And um and like I said, I was talking about earlier, like it, you know, you can take a week and do the Camino, or if you want to do like it over a course of years. Mm-hmm. I've met people who are like, oh, I'm gonna, do, you know, they're like, oh, we only have a week at a time, and every year they come back and they do one week and one week and one week and come one back week. and start off whatever. every year. That's crazy. Every dude. year, and they would just do that. Well, like the to kind of, kind of piggyback on what mm-hmm. you were saying is like, I really want to do the Appalachian Trail. Yeah, but like that that's just, that's something that you have to take. Well, like, the thing is with the Camino is you can get away with not carrying really anything. Right. Hardly anything. You don't need much to do it because they're like, well, it depends on where well, you're walking. There's a lot of people. If you're walking the Camino Francis, you every there's there's like a town like every like, you know, every like hour there's pretty much another town. Really? Pretty much. Really? You know, except for a certain points in the Maseta, which <laughs> is the desert area. But you can always get something and you don't need a lot. Um but yeah, if you're walking like the Appalachian Trail, that's a, you need like a well, lot. You need a, food and gear and water and that's a different animal yeah. and it doesn't have the same spirit. See, I could get away walking, you know, with like you know five pounds, five 
five to ten pounds. Yeah. If you're walking the Appalachian Trail, you're carrying like 30, 40 pounds Easy. of gear. Well, and here's no the th- problem. Well, like, here's the thing: not more. The thing about the Appalachian Trail is it doesn't hold the same. Yeah. It's it's not quite as heavy. Yeah. Well, and also it's just. Uh, is, oh, when I say heavy, I you're mean not. Well, and, and it's a different experience too, because you know the Appalachian Trail, you're going up mountains and climbing and camping and everything. And with the Camino, it's more a social thing. Right. Well, that's what I mean. It's different. Yeah, it's and you're not. You're not. Different. It's not so much about the terrain as it is about uh, the experience. The experience. Yeah. It's that's. I feel like uh, Camino is a much heavy, much heavier. Thing. Not to say you're not pushing yourself on a Camino, because there are times when you are pushing yourself to like you know. Oh, by no means to, am I to trying to get through your limitations. But I think if you were doing something like the Appalachian Trail, you were you were definitely it's, it's a more of a physical like right. struggle. Right. And I mean, not that you're not struggling on the Camino because you do struggle. Well, that's at what times. I'm trying to and say. Like, I got with my body. My body would totally make me struggle. Yeah. But I got through it, you know, and it's. It's a it's a different it's just a different experience. I think right, Appalachian right. Trail you you're more like you're on your own. Yeah, yeah. you're doing like Cayman with a John Muir trail. I was gonna bring up yeah. Cayman. Yes, yeah, dude. and it's it's more about like your singular experience. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's it. I, and by no means do I want to diminish one or the other. No, like one or the they, other. They're both as just as valid. Exactly. Yeah. Like I really I'm like from listening to you talk tonight, mm-hmm. I'm really kind of like identifying with the experience that you had. With uh, with Camino, mm. like I, I really think something I could benefit from. Yeah. Like I don't know that I would ever do it, yeah. simply because I can't fly over water. You could do it. <laughs> well, I've been to, I've been to Ireland. Yeah, you could be. You could <laughs> you know, be a problem. But it's it's one of those. You'd things. be all right. Fuck sharks. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> you'd be all right, man. But I feel like it would be something that would benefit me. If, no, if I did you it. You know, I think really when it, I realize like when it comes to just a long distance walk, one thing that's nice is um. When you have the time to just break away from everything. Right. And just be with you. Just it, be with yeah, you. Yeah, because you're away from everything else. And like, because we, we well, when everyone talks about like, you know, they're like, oh, I'd like to improve this about myself, but I'm so distracted by everything else. I'm too busy. And that's one nice thing about like, uh, like, like a long distance walk. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just for a day, you get to focus on like exactly yourself. Well, like, I, I you're, need, not bo- you're not bothered by other things. I need, I need to bring up something that like you're, uh, having the ability of at adapt mm-hmm. to that first day that you got there mm-hmm. and shit was not on point. Yeah, like you were like, I'm in a foreign country. Mm-hmm. I don't have anywhere to stay. Yeah, and where what do I do? Yeah, you know that kind of adversity. Makes I got lucky. Well, you know, somebody uh, who helped me out. Well, that kind of adversity makes you a better person. Yeah, like because you understand that. Like not, you know, it's you. You can. I, and I was freaked out. I really was. <laughs> I, I was you, scared. I bet you fucking were, I man. Really was. And it just. Well, can I can I give you a little kind of? Um, I'm trying to think of the word here. It's not an analogy, mm-hmm. but uh, when I was 16, I had a girlfriend that was gonna move, and we weren't gonna get to be together anymore. Mm-hmm. So we decided to run away. Ugh. Her and I ran away to California. We we dude yeah uh, this, happened. this happened yeah you never told me this story yeah 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 I've never told anybody this story oh, wow. o- other than Chad that I live with yeah like her and I decided to run away and you were sixteen sixteen wow. yeah and so we bought uh we bought uh, Greyhound tickets which Greyhound should have checked into the shit sixteen year olds <laughs> buying fucking tickets but uh, come on you work for Greyhound you don't give a shit <laughs> yeah but uh. I was 16 years old. Her and I were 16 years old. Her name, her name, her name was uh, Nikki. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandy was her name, but she went by the name Nikki. Mm-hmm. 
and we bought tickets and like we were in fucking her and I spent days and days and days in different fucking Greyhound spots mm-hmm. and not knowing what we were going to do. Yeah. And then we eventually ended up in San Bernardino, California. Mm. And within two hours of being there, dude, whoa, whoa, dude, within two hours of being there, dude, we were two 16-year-old, uh, we were two 16-year-old fucking kids. Mm-hmm. And this guy came up to us and he's like, hey, hey I, can, I can help you out. I can help you out. Uh, and, he, and he led us into this an abandoned house and robbed the fuck out of us, dude. It, like we were two 16-year-old kids mm-hmm. and this dude... You know, he was a black guy, but whatever. Mm. Well, there was three dudes in there all together. Mm. But <laughs> he obviously was casing this and has done, and had done this before. Mm-hmm. So he led us into this house, robbed the fuck out of us, mm-hmm. and then like we, her and I, he let us go mm-hmm. after taking every, everything we had. Yeah, like our our bags or everything. Mm-hmm. Gun to my face mm-hmm. at sixteen years old. Fuck <laughs> yeah, dude. And Ronnie Henley can tell you that. When I got back from this, mm-hmm. but like we walked out and we, I remember we spent the night in a laundromat after that, <laughs> like because we didn't know where, where we didn't know where to go. Yeah, like her and I, her and I had this thing of like we're gonna spend the rest of our lives together. Mm-hmm. We're sixteen years old, you know. We're gonna mm-hmm. spend the rest of our lives together. Yeah, and, and this fucking we finally get to where like okay, I remember the first night we actually slept in a fucking ditch, and <laughs> dude, it was wow. yeah, dude, it was it was a fucking yeah, we like we got off the we got off the the Greyhound and okay we're here now. What do we do? <laughs> you know what I mean? It was, but you know, we we got robbed and her and I fucking slept in a slept in a ditch and then we slept in a slept in a uh, a uh, laundromat mm-hmm. and then eventually we both called our parents and like uh, like we fucked up. <laughs> like uh yeah we should yeah that. but the, i'm sure your parents were worried sick dude my dad let me go to fucking jail for like two days after that what? yeah yeah he he was he like he literally like let me just go he, he's like because he was just happy that i was safe but he let me go to he let me go to juvie for two days for for taking off what was the juvie <laughs> charge it was uh uh juvenile delinquents it was something like that okay it, it, was, <laughs> it was basically like taking off it was like being a runaway. Oh, okay. Yeah, but <laughs> dude, talk about. F- I remember. I remember so vividly. I was in the common room of the juvie hall, mm-hmm. and we were watching Jerry Springer. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> but you know, it's nowhere near close to what you're talking about. Yeah. But what I'm getting at is like the, um, the just like being out there and not understanding of you know it's the, it's the. Um, experiencing the world for the first time mm-hmm. and being like <laughs> no yeah that's dude good, getting dude, i'm telling you right now man because that's something i kind of did was i experienced the world for the first time yeah like getting being you know never being to california in my life me and my fucking 16 year old girlfriend mm-hmm. getting fucking held up at you're gu- super naive and you think like no yeah. one's gonna cause you anything wrong Get, getting held up at gunpoint in mm-hmm. a fucking random ass fucking taking all of our money taking mm-hmm. everything yeah. Talk about scary. You know that you can all almost say that was maybe a good thing. <laughs> it taught me a lot, man. Yeah. You <laughs> learn a lot me. from that kind of experience. Yeah. Well, I remember like Chad, mm-hmm. my buddy I lived with before yeah. before we did that. Mm-hmm. I talked to him. He's like, dude, this is dumb. He's like, dude, yeah. this is. He's like, this is dumb. I was like, I'm f- I'm gonna be with her forever, mm-hmm. and this is what we're doing. <laughs> 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 so, 
But you know, do you get kind of the correlation? I'm no, I do. No, I totally yeah, do. Like it, it's like taking that. It jump. was a journey, <laughs> but you know what it meant? It's like it meant something to you, and it's not necessarily something you're proud of. <laughs> no, I'm but not. you learned a lot from it. Yeah. You know, like being in the CDS and Verdino fucking mm-hmm. abandoned house, having a gun held at my face at 16 years old, 16 years old at a, as a runaway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god, man! Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> oh my god sorry sorry no anyway. that's a good story though, man. <laughs> yeah let's get you know that's a good point yeah but that's kind of it's been interesting the last like two weeks of nerdy bones we've got we kind of uh been a little bit more introspective we've been, well we've been um we can go a little more off the cuff like right. like kind of our older episodes yeah that's kind yeah. of thing we're not we're not uh we've been as structured necessarily yeah. or well, been like we're more like uh we're gonna just talk about shit. <laughs> we're like, okay, we're gonna get into this, and then we're like in the middle, and like also, well, talk, it's, I'm like in the middle of a paragraph, and like, we're, okay, we're gonna go off on this for like the next. Well, five it's minutes. it's it's funny that I feel comfortable sharing that story. Yeah, dude, that was yeah, you because know, I had, no, I, I was like really super like interested. I was like, yeah, that I was that, like, that legit happened. What uh, happened next? Yeah, <laughs> and the, the cool thing about Nikki mm-hmm. is she's got three kids now, doing awesome. No, good, doing awesome, good. You know, like, <laughs> but like we fucking legit. I remember I have this. So, you know what though? It kind of like, it was uh, honestly kind of a good thing for you though. Well, it taught me something. Yeah. You know, like I was like, "What the fuck are you doing, man?" But yeah, to get back to everything I was talking about, it's like the thing that you know, something that scared you the most was actually like <laughs> ended up eventually being like the best thing you know you yeah. ever did. Well, and we're still close. Yeah, we're still close because like she moved. She ended up moving to um, Indiana, I think. Mm. But you know, like we still communicate. That's you good. Know, Twenty years later, we yeah. still communicate, and, yeah. and we like. Do you remember when we did this? When you like, share such a intimate experience and, and like just powerful experience, you know, yeah, definitely yeah. creates a bond. Yeah, and there's, I say that's kind of what happened with me. There's nothing like standing next to somebody and having a gun put in your face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. what were you saying? So the, well, the last thing I got on my list is um. Oh, well, I had a hostile experience. I don't know if you wanted me to explain that. Of course, I want to hear it. Uh, well, the hostile experience is more like, yeah, you show up, you know, you you uh, you get stamped in, you know, you pay. You know, it, like the, pay your, uh, the stamp. Okay. Yeah, you get the stamp. You you know, you pay your eight, twelve, whatever, fifteen euros a night for a bed. You get food too, right? You, um, some of them. Some of them. Some of them. A lot of times you'll go out to like a restaurant. In town. Oh, okay. okay. You know, you go eat. Um. I usually get a really good meal too, by the way. Yeah, and actually, uh, at times they they usually have like a. Pilgr- what was the food they had, like? They actually usually had a pilgrims menu. What was the food oh, like? Dude, the food was fucking. Awesome. Oh, I bet. I want to say, dude, you go to any bar, like they'll give you free tapas. If yeah. you order a drink, you get free tapas. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's just like hamon on bread. Uh, I I remember on the yeah. movie, he's yeah. like he's like ta- <laughs> he's like tapas. He's like no, dude. Well, was, like, well I, I think in certain regions it's uh, <laughs> yeah. it's something else. Um, I think in the uh yeah in the re- uh, Navarra region in the Basque is that country, what it is it's different. Uh, it's called something else. But it's, it's, it's the Norwegian book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told you Dutch. I watched it twice, Dutch. dude. I, I watched it twice. It's Dutch. That uh, the food. It was pinchos. 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 Yeah. Okay. In that region, yeah. But yeah, you, you yeah, dude, tapas is fucking amazing right? in <laughs> Spain. But I always love the fact that you go to a bar and you get like free tapas and you order a drink. And also, like you know, you get a sandwich and it was it was a bocadillo. Bocadillo. deal and they put no condiments on anything. It's just like okay, it's just ham on bread or like oh. or some chorizo, like sliced chorizo. Dude, that sounds dope. No, it's actually <laughs> and it was actually like legit, like good fucking like sliced chorizo. 
Like, you know, like a sandwich meat type trees. You know, we think of America like chorizo. It's like you just think of like, oh, I can only get like, you know, like ground. Yeah, dra- ground chorizo. And I'm always like, when the fuck can I get like regular just like sliced chorizo? Yeah. I've never, I've honestly probably never been able to find it. A lot of, a lot of Southwesterners it's hard to don't find. know that's what it is. Yeah. It's hard to find it for some reason out here. I don't know why. It makes no uh, for, sense to me. For, for your listeners out there. I can there. find chorizo in a regular grocery store. But I can't like get like sliced like, you know, for deli chorizo. For, for your international listeners out mm-hmm. there, we live in Tucson, Arizona, which mm-hmm. is right next to Mexico. Yeah. So we got the best Mexican food. Yeah, we do. And to not have sliced chorizo, yeah. it's like, come on, man. Yeah. Come on. I, I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> well, and... Um, well, Spain, the Spain, Espanol. Yeah, uh, Spanish are very different than pretty much the rest of the world. Honestly. Oh, dude, yeah. Well, they use like they actually talk with like a lisp, is the way I heard it. Like instead of saying gracias, you say gracias. Okay, okay. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's the kind of way they are. They're, they they speak like uh, what would be known as like a quote unquote like proper Spanish. Uh, ca- right. I think ca- it's uh, Castiel. Uh, actually, I think it actually is the word. I'm sorry, but it is like, like you made me go like, huh? No, no, I, think it's, I think it's called like Castiel Spanish. Okay, okay. Um, but it's it's considered because like what, what what we have over here is yeah. Latin American, yeah. which is you know, and my, well, and, you know, Spanish has very many dialects. Oh, dude, so much, yeah. so much. Like you could you can live in Guadalajara and not understand what somebody from Brazil yeah. Brazil is saying. Yeah. Oh, totally. But anyway, yeah, you get back to the like hostel experiences. Uh, yeah, you you know, okay, so you go to dinner and then you come back and you go to bed around like maybe around like you know ten o'clock at night. You know, you're you're pretty much drunk enough by then. <laughs> you're like, okay, I'm gonna fall asleep. Just climb and into then, my bunk bed. Yeah, and then you wake up in the morning. You know, maybe at some point during the night you get to take a piss. Go get, get up, up and walk. But yeah, you get up in the morning. You know, everyone's up, or you know, maybe you get up before everyone else. You get an alarm. You get up, you walk, and you rinse, repeat. You know, to desk. You do it every day, but you know what? You come to love the routine. Right, You really man. do. Right. I think that's so cool. And uh, yeah, uh, you stop at certain points. Like, hey, someone's getting lunch. Like, oh, okay, let's get lunch. That's so cool, man. That's so yeah. cool. And then you, you, I'd usually stop about, you know, three in the afternoon. Two okay. Th- I'd sometimes stop at like two in the afternoon. Like, oh, it gets two o'clock. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm done Just for the day. Stopping. Did you ever make camp? No. No? No. Well, I didn't have that kind of gear. And also, <laughs> you don't need to. On okay. The, well, on the, Fran- on the Camino Francis, you don't. You know, no, no need for it. There's no need. Yeah. yeah, I think you can, but there's just no point. Yeah, it would be more work. Yeah, and, and also like just finding the place. Yeah, but you can do it. It's, it's it depends on if someone's trying to do it like a you know on the cheap or something on purpose. Yeah, like, if they're trying camp. to do it on purpose, it's easy to do it. Yeah, you just find some spot randomly. Like okay, I'm gonna camp here. Like okay, like that. That's uh, but the my... hostels aren't. They don't. They don't cost that much. I uh, know. Yeah, like I said, like eight, eight to fourteen. You know, it's not that much. Yeah, yeah. and I. Well, it makes sense. And you sense. get, a, you get, a, you know, you get a shower, you get a toilet. You know, <laughs> you the, might get dinner bed, with it. You get a bed. You know. So the last thing I want to get into is uh, why I can't wait to do it again and uh, what route I want to do next. Nice, dude. Nice. Yeah, and actually, I can finally close my computer for this <laughs> after like two fucking hours. I honestly can't believe we did two hours on this. Well, it was a solid fucking topic. Man. Yeah. Well, it's it's one I'm I'm extremely passionate about, mm-hmm. and so the re- and like the, I mean it's really kind of uh, been a resurgence for me about a resurgence for me about wanting to do this again. I mean I've wanted to do it again for years, but uh, I just recently I've really wanted to do it again because mm-hmm. I I love the clarity you get while doing it, dude. Yeah, and uh, 
just the freedom and just ability to be like, I can go and do this and not have to work. And Proving it to yourself. Proving it to yourself. And kill myself every day and just like, and just be miserable. You know, I don't have that. Like when I'm doing, and like I, I, I've told people before, I'm like, you know what? If I could just walk to Mino for the rest of my life, like I'd, I'd honestly be happy. That's dope, man. I'd be happy yeah. doing that like every day. <laughs> and actually, one thing we didn't get into was uh, just be your life. Well, just yeah. Life. It, and one thing we didn't get into is about like you know the commercialization of the Camino. We saw that like there's uh you know there's companies out there that I don't specialize like that, in just I don't, I don't taking like people on the Camino. And I was like, as a tour, you know. And, and I was like, I see that. And I'm like, I guess it's a little easier to, if you were able Cheapen, to do that. Cheapens the fuck. But to out me, of yeah. It. But to me, it just cheapens the experience. It's not like it's hard to do that on your own. Because if you you just pick the starting point and where you want where you want to go and just do it, you don't right. need some fucking tour coming to be like, oh, we're to walk with you and show you everywhere you need to go and like, when this is where, where you, you need should, to where stop we should eat and... tonight and where where we should stay at this hot we should stay at this hostel like you don't fucking need that. And it's not even that. And, you know, it's I like think, tour bus I, type and shit. And I think those people would, and and also you don't really you stay in a group, you stay in this central group of people from your your starting country, point, and you really don't get the the Camino experience, in my opinion. You mm-hmm. know, to be like yeah. kind of a. Uh, <laughs> a little pretentious about that, but you don't get that but experience. You're, but you're allowed to be, you know. It's like because it, it, all of a sudden you're in that group, and you're like, "Oh, well, I'm I'm with this group. I need to stay with this group." And if you're just going on the Camino and just being like, "Hey, I want to just do it," and be like, "I want to," and just meet whoever, you can get that. But if you're in a group, it's like, okay, you feel like you're almost kind of confined to that, right? Right. Or that experience. Well, I, I get that. I mean, and, I get that. And personally, if someone offered me a job to to do one of those, to, you'd you probably know, do it. I do. I do it. I yeah, probably do. Just because I'd be like, "Wait, you're gonna pay me to walk the Camino?" Like. You know, every day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> but I would probably be like, oh, I'm gonna take you guys off like the normal route. Like, well, uh, hey, what do you guys want to do? Well, like, and, uh, I try to be as open as I could with like the the people I'm taking. I'm like, hey, do you guys want to stay? You want to stay here? You want to go keep going? You want to you want to meet these people? Like, hey, if any of you guys meet someone else you want to hang out with, do it. We'll meet here at a certain time or whatever. And like. You know, or if you want to like say stay with them, like okay, I'll tell someone right. like, hey, this person wanted to stay back and walk with this person, okay. Yeah, well, like in like my big takeaway from it is I love like just seeing the light in your face when you mm-hmm. talk about it. It's just so much. And that's why I had so many questions. Yeah, and like it's kind of silly. I like talking about it. So. Well, and it's kind of silly, but like um, not to give too much away about where we record, mm-hmm. but the street I live on Very is Camino tall. de las Palmas. Yeah. You know, like so that's that's the path or it's the the sh- the the way of the palm trees or something mm-hmm. like that. So it's just yeah. really cool to hear this story. Well, and for my next one, I want and like I want to go back within the next like five years. Hopefully, I'll have enough money to do it by then. And a job where they'll be like, and I'll be like, I go to a job. I'm like, hey, I want to take two months off. Right. And hopefully, they'll be like, okay. And yeah. not be like, oh, well, if you leave, like we, you're, you're not, not gonna, gonna have a position. You're not gonna have a position back. anymore. Yeah. I just t- kind of have to wait and see, but I want to go back in the next five years, and I figure I'm going to need about four to five grand. Yeah, to really just to do be it able again. to do because uh, I want to. What I want to do is I want to do the Camino del Norte. Okay, which is the northern coast of Spain, and it goes through a different path. It goes through like San Sebastian and Bilbao, and then I want to go on that, and then meet up in on the uh, the Camino uh, Primavito, which is the first Camino. And I want to take that down to uh, Santiago. That's awesome. But I want to do a full Camino, and that one actually, I guess, is like forty-five days. That's okay. what I saw. Okay. Because there is also one you can take the full Camino del Norte. Yeah. But I want to, but I want to kind of do a little bit of both. Yeah, yeah. Um, of, That's uh, the awesome. Camino, though, man. The Camino del Norte and the, and the Premio Vito, Vito, um, because I just want to kind of have that. And there, and from from what I know well, is the, that there the, there are less people on those, 
and actually you get to know people a little bit more because on the Norte, um, it's a little more separated. So okay. we're like, you, you know, there's only one town every 20 kilometers. So it's kind of like, you kind of have to stay in a certain place. So it's like, you see someone and you, so you get to know people a little bit better as opposed to the Francis where, okay, one day you're like, okay, I'm going to walk this person. And like, I only want to walk like 20 kilometers a day, but the other person wants to walk 25. So they're going to walk 25. They're going to be ahead of you. And then, you but, might you can never... al- but you can always meet up with them. Yeah, yeah, eventually. You can always find I, I had that happen to me, like, where I'd, like, walk one day, and I'm like, oh, I just, I couldn't walk the rest, and then I'd, and all of a sudden, like, a week later, I'd be like, oh, shit, how you doing, man? <laughs> like, how's your Camino That's been? That's cool, man. You know, and uh, the one phrase I haven't mentioned in this whole episode uh, is uh, Buen Camino. Oh, means, yeah, it's in the movie. Yeah, Buen Camino, yeah. which is something that everyone will say to you no matter what. Like, if, if, if you're just meaning, if, you know, if you're leaving someone... Or even walk by, like, you know, just someone a randomly. A fellow traveler. A fellow traveler, you know, just who's coming up behind you or, or in front of you coming down. Anything. They always say, Buen Camino. Yeah. And yeah. it pretty much means, like, good walk. Good journey. Good journey. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's any direct translation is what I've heard. Mm-hmm. But it pretty much always just means, like, you know. It makes sense. It makes yeah, sense. Yeah, like, good walk or good journey. Yeah. It's like a Benvenudos is kind of what it makes me think yeah. of. That That's a... A Spanish term for good day. Because what is it? What does buen mean? Good. Good. So yeah. you can say like good walk, good way. Yeah. Good journey. Yeah. You know, it, like I looked, I actually looked up uh, Camino earlier, and it, was like, it has like fucking six different meanings. <laughs> yeah. That's one thing. Yeah, that's one thing about Spanish, or you know. It's, well, it's Latin. Yeah, it's Latin. There's so many. Oh, Camino's. Oh. Yeah, it's Latin. You know, well, that's the Spanish language, well, from my understanding. Well, that's one thing with like Spanish or other languages, other than English, is they have so many meanings for like one word. <laughs> yeah. We might have we have a few words in English that mean different things, but, right? Like them, those, these, yeah. those, that. Yeah, but in Spanish, it's definitely like yeah, like okay, one word can mean like fucking five different things. Like, right. What? Well, and the big thing in the Spanish language is there's uh, gender qualifiers. Oh. You know, like a lot of things are male or female, just like a chair. Yeah. I don't know the word, yeah. but like a chair has a female or male qualifier. It, it's 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 like I said, we grew up here. We should know this shit fluently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can understand it when people are talk speaking it to me. Mm-hmm. But if I was to, I'll be at work and like some like a woman I'll be working with can't well like say something in Spanish and I'll be like I'll kind of get the I'll kind of get the gist of like okay, what's she trying to tell me? Mm-hmm. I'll get that part, but that's about it. One, one and another my, friend, another guy I work with, who speaks Spanish, would be like, "Oh, that's what she said." I was like, "Oh, okay." One, one yeah, my, I kind of, I kind of figured. <laughs> what, one, one of my favorites from uh, working in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Do you know the Spanish word for olives? Mm. Aceituna. Aceituna. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's just you just like I know, I know kitchen Spanish. I had, I had some <laughs> olives. You know, yeah, here's the thing: I hate olives. And I, I actually at one point during, in Spain, I was I was actually uh, I think it was like with Greg actually we were in some random place, some random city, and we stopped to get some food, and then we got like a pizza actually, and uh, they they actually decent pizza in Spain. I bet, way. man. But you know, with some of the like free like food they gave us was like because we ordered a drink was uh, some olives. Okay. And they just gave us some like salted olives, and I was like, Ooh, that you know, good. I actually that hate. I was like, you know what, I hate olives, but you know what? But it was good though. I'll try them, and that was actually one thing I was in Spain. I would, I would try the food I normally would never yeah. eat. 
And I was like, you know, so they, they I'm were, like, I didn't, I didn't absolutely hate the olives, but I was like, you know, I still just don't enjoy these because they had the pit, pits and everything. But I was like, oh, yeah. I still, they were Spanish olives. And I was like, I just, I just still don't they, like these. But they were, but salt, I was like, but they, I tried them. They were that, salted yeah, olives. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, you know, I just still don't like these. I tear, and actually, I tear like, that shit I would out. eat cheese. Like, I'm not a big cheese person. Like, I have to know what, what kind of cheese I'm eating. And I actually really love the, like, Spanish, like, basic mm, cheese we get everywhere. Like, yeah. I love, like, a bocadillo with, oh, dude, with, with, yeah. with cheese, like, just cheese sandwich. I actually really enjoyed the Spanish one. But then at one point I had like had like goat cheese, like hard goat cheese. What was your favorite food you came across? Oh my god, uh, the paella is amazing. Yeah, paella yeah. in Spain it's paella. Yeah, and uh, it, to the listeners, and, let them kind of know what that is. Well, it's like a rice dish it's, with like s- seafood. It, I remember I went to one place and there was literally we we uh in one town we, we were at. It was actually really cool because I drank some really good wine there and everything. I was hanging out with some Swedish guys, but we went to one. But we at dinner at one point we went to dinner and they had a uh, giant uh, paella pan, and it was probably right. I know exactly. What it was you're probably like about. like two and a half feet. Like, like it was like three. Big, it was like dude. three feet across. They have them at the ma- it, they have it, them at the store. Yeah, and it had like chicken bones in it and yeah. everything, and it was fucking good. Yeah, fuck. Yeah. Oh my god. And there was like there was probably like ten of us for dinner. Yeah, it was so good that we we ate all of it. It was it was amazing because we just like kept getting like scoops out of this giant paella pan. Well, like the broth is amazing. Oh, dude, the broth is fucking amazing. Oh, like uh, the store. Like I mentioned, well, yeah, we in, were... in Spain, yeah, like I said, in Spain it's paella. Yeah, but and, it... gets, and, and then they have the pulperias. Oh, oh yeah, uh, yeah, pulpo pulperias. Oh, Sometimes pronunciation horrible. And that's uh, do you know what that is? It's well, it's uh, actually no, I don't. Pulpo, it's a uh, octopus. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. And then you have places where you get like pork chops at. I think I went to one place where like we just got a bunch of pork chops. <laughs> but it, it's kind of like seafood a carne, it's kind of like a carne sierra. But yeah, a lot of yeah, uh, yeah, pretty much. Kind of. Well, kind of. I don't, I don't know. Because this is a carne sierra. No, it's not like that. Well, no, they well the the little mercados were like that. Okay. But okay. you got anywhere you go, you get like you know any little town they had, they had the one mercado and you get like fresh bread. That's awesome. And every day you get like some fresh bread, and they were like because. That's well, they what make you fresh, get. They make fresh bread every day. Yeah, you get you get the fresh bread. It's amazing. And then yeah, and uh, you get you usually be some wine there. You get like a bottle nice. of wine from some local like vineyard that was around there for like you know five six euros. And it was always Jeez. really really good. Really man. Yeah, and I'm disappointed because I'm almost out of the wine. That my, <laughs> I drink a whole bottle of fucking wine. But you told an awesome story. Yeah, you told an awesome story. Well, and like I, I kept trying to ask you questions without derailing you, but <laughs> I no one say so. <laughs> I have enjoyed this wine a lot, though. Yeah, it's... It, it only got better over time. <laughs> that's what they do. Yeah, it got oxygenated and all that shit. <laughs> Decanted. <laughs> Decanted. That's what it's yeah, like. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I've enjoyed it. Well, do you have any other stories you want to tell? Like my big, my big. Um, my big was just that i can't wait to go again like i honestly like well my interest was your experience and like you did a good job of like it's it's kind of it's in a way it's it kind of makes my life a little bit richer less happy well no no i'm saying less happy now because i'm not doing it Ah. and it's one of those things like i said what i was most happy the most happy i've ever been in my life is when i was walking the camino You've told me that before, and I mean, I would if, if someone came to me right now. I was like, I'll give you a plane ticket to go to Spain and do this right now. Mm. I'd be like, I'll, I'll, I'll okay, yeah, I'd take yeah. it in a second. I believe it. Yeah. I would do it, dude. Yeah, I w- after hearing your story, yeah, I'd I take would it in a second because I'd be, I'd be so happy just doing it. Yeah, and I, and I mean, I wish I could walk the Camino for the rest of my life. That's fine. I do it. I, I would honestly do it every day. You know, of course, the times that you know you'd want a little bit of time off. Yeah, just because. 
But if I could walk, if, if somebody's like, like, a week if somebody's like get... okay, you're gonna like, hey, I want you to walk every single route of the community of Santiago for the next five years, I'd be like, okay, yeah, well, I, uh, but like, but like, what do, you want me, what do you want me to do to do this? But like you said, you would need a little time here and there, yeah. you know, a little bit of a break because it's a lot of walking. <laughs> well, yeah, well, you just take a week off. Yeah, go watch. You know, well, you need to be able to to just go take a shower, your body. go take a shower and watch some. You need a little body. privacy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but. but uh, Dude, I enjoyed the story. Thank you. I, I really did, man. Yeah. And you're like you and, and you're like I I hope I asked some engaging questions. You really did. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like, I, I, really I feel like I've I mean, this is the most I've been able to talk about the Camino like in definitely a few years. Yeah. Well, dude, like and, I, I said, and it's honestly my favorite thing to talk about. I, and I hope like by now like we've lost like 90% of our audience. <laughs> well, it, here's the thing. Is if we did, they're not true fans. Like well, they're not even fans, just they probably heard what they needed to hear. Yeah, dude, but you told a compelling story. Yeah. And uh, like I don't mean to be like cheesy about it, mm-hmm. but I really enjoyed it, dude. Thank you. And I just re- it's like it's uh it's inspiring. Thank you. So like I, I that's that's awesome, dude. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. Thanks. So <laughs> but uh bef- before I was happy I mean, I was really happy I got to talk about this. Well, dude, yeah. Personally. Like I said, like you It was very I mean, and it's very different from our normal uh, well, yeah, it's a completely different. Nerdy. But this is something. Well, well, we always say like we are talking about subjects we're nerdy about, and this that's, is something I'm extremely. This nerdy is the, about. that's the point of the show, man. That's if the anything, fucking point I'm, of the show. This is the, this is the thing I'm most nerdy about. Yeah, exactly, man. And I always refer to it as the Camino. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, and I heard that on the on the movie. Yeah, and I mean, this is definitely one thing I'll 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 do again one day. Nice. At some point, you know, I just have to get you know the money to do it. And I'll do money, it. Money and I will, time. I will definitely do it again. Yeah, money and time. I mean, it's it's gonna happen for me. I know at one point it's just it's just money. Yeah, money and time. Yeah. And it's unfortunate as Americans that we have to deal with that kind of shit with the time <laughs> right. aspect. Right. Because you look at the rest of the world and they're like, you know, like I think like Germany or something like they get a lot of your they do like four day work weeks or something like they that. They get like a there's like a mandatory like month off. <laughs> mandatory. Mandatory. Yeah. Everyone gets a month off of work. <laughs> well, you look at the rest of the world. A lot of they're very well traveled, and when you tell uh, if you're an American, you tell someone um, from somewhere else in the world, like, "Hey, like, oh yeah, I haven't had a vacation in three years." They're like, "What are you fucking talking about? Like, yeah. what do you mean you 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 haven't like taken a week off of work in in four years? Yeah, it's so foreign to them. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's insane." Well, you get they're like that is really fucked up. Well, you get a lot more out of your workers mm. when you give them like. Well, that's what well, that's off. just one way America is just fucked up in that way. Well, yeah. you co- focus more on the productivity of, yeah. of society as opposed to um, health or like the the happiness of our workers or of workers. And I remember one thing about like REI, for instance, is they do uh, they do this thing like they want a work life balance. Hmm. And that's actually one. That's one term you'll hear more nowadays than anything is, is, is having a work life balance. And I've talked to. I remember talking to a friend of mine about that. I was like, there needs to be a balance between your work and your life, mm-hmm. to where like you can my- you can enjoy your life, but at the same time like not be it's overstressed by work. Ninety nine. And it, and if you don't have that, your life is just not. Yeah. You don't enjoy your life. Well, ninety nine percent of my life is work. Exactly. Yeah. Well, right now for me, it's like it's all work for the most part. This is my one day a week where I'm like, I can come over and I can just, <laughs> even though I still kind of consider this a job in a way, but it's not really. I still <laughs> right. love doing it's it. It's a labor of love. It's a labor it's, of love. It's yeah. a labor of love. But yeah, it's like most, but most of my life is work. And I'm like, I'll talk to friends. I'm like, oh, oh, when can we hang out? And I'm like, well, I'm free. Like it used to be like, oh, I'm free like every night. Like 
just let me know when you're free. <laughs> I'm like, I can hang out. And then now I'm like, oh, well, I'm free like this night and this night, like mm. at this time. And that's it. And you got it. That's, that's a big thing, man. Yeah. That's a big thing. But I'm working towards something. So, well, uh, before we come to a close, mm-hmm. I want to I want to bring up. Uh, this is fucking exciting as shit. Yeah, I'm going to be recording with the confessionals. Yeah. Confirm date. Yeah. Confirm date. I'm going to be recording August 17th. Yeah. It, it might be a month or two before that episode is released. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, hopefully it's going to be you know like I've got a really cool story to tell. Mm. You guys kind of have an idea of what I'm going to talk about, but. Yeah. You won't get it till you actually listen to the confessionals. <laughs> Shout out Tony Merkel. Mm. But yeah, that's gonna be awesome, dude. Yeah. I'm like I, I was literally like writing shit down like I do for our episodes mm. to like do like <laughs> <laughs> like all right, man, let's I'm maybe only gonna have about twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. But you know, like he does three, four people an episode yeah and like i showed you the fucking uh i showed you the schedule mm-hmm. dude like how many it's you know fucking in, in august 17th that's like how many months from now yeah it's wild. <laughs> yeah so that's you know hopefully that'll be that'll be awesome and then um oh the thing i want to bring up for mm-hmm. uh next week episode mm-hmm. next week's episode mm-hmm. we're gonna do the the history of metal yeah and that's gonna be badass we're gonna have tony with us for that so, yeah, do you got do you got anything else you want to Yeah, I want to say um since we're talking about this, uh you know, anybody who who is uh who who did enjoy this and who's thinking about walking Camino, if you want to know anything, it, you want any advice or you want to know what to pack and what not to pack, um totally hit me up. I will, I will I will give you any advice I possibly can. Ask me any question whatsoever, and we'll try to help you out as much as I can. Nice. And yeah. I will be actually super stoked that you decide to do it. All <laughs> right. I'm because I, I like I said I'm a huge fan and I can't wait to do it again. And uh, it's a life changing experience. It really is. And I mean, like I, like I said when I started this episode, I was this is a very personal thing to me. Wow, yeah. extreme. It's extremely personal more than anything in my life, and uh, it matters to me more than anything. Right, right. Well, and like uh, and, and even just the, just finishing that walk, like I said, when getting the Compostela, that is more of an important. That is a more important document to me than any. Any other document I can right, ever get in my right. life. Well, and like you could tell just talking about it, it brought out a lot of questions you give me for a, me. You give me a doctorate that I worked towards for eight years, I still would not think it's as important. That's awesome, dude. You know, That's I awesome. can't I can't necessarily say that, you know, I can't be completely genuine with that just because I don't know what it would like to be get get a doctorate, but I, I mean, can kinda have that a feeling it, it's it just means that much. Yeah. To get to the end of a journey and and, and Something that was so life changing. Yeah, yeah, and well, and I told you more than once, dude. I'm like yeah. jealous. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a fucking well, jealous. and if I inspire even one person to do to do this, I'd be like, I'd be insanely happy. And please tell me. Yeah, I'd be so happy. I would be so happy to hear about that. I will shout you out every single week <laughs> on an episode. Yeah, dude. It's like, hey, where's a, where are you at right now? It's like, well, hey, like, where, where are you at? Right where's now? this person at right now? Yeah, definitely. And like, hey, call us, Skype us. We'll like totally put you on. For, you know, <laughs> Fuck yeah! For, for for like you know five minutes, Dude, or whatever. We, we'd give you a. Fuck Let me it. know where you're at. What you're doing? Like, what are you? How are you experiencing? We'd, we'd give you, you know? like an itinerary. Like, where are you? Yeah. At right now? What are you enjoying? <laughs> you know, I'd lo- I would love to hear that so so much. Well, and like the, the big thing, and like I've said this more than once mm-hmm. tonight, the the passion I get from you with this yeah. topic. Yeah. Like it. It inspired passion in me. Yeah, like it's as fucking I che- that. as cheesy as it sounds. Like, dude, like 
the fact that we did this. Tonight. I really hope next time I walk again, um, and I think I mean I've talked to Megan about this. Like I would love to take a friend of mine with me next nice, time, nice, man, just to experience, nice to ex- to show them the experience. Nice, dude. Hell and yeah. I would be like, look, we're not gonna walk together every single day. And we have days yeah. we don't walk walk together, or like we only see each other at the hostels. But I want you to experience it. I want yeah. you to know what it's really like. Yeah, because it it will it will change your life. Fuck yeah, dude. It will hands down change your life. Fuck yeah. I think that's really kind of what I should finish with. Hell yeah, and, uh, brother. Give me one of these before you start. A little fist bump. And actually, uh, oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't want to finish off with our normal nerdy bones. We're out. I'm going to finish off with one thing. And let me do it. Indulge me. So I want to say uh, yeah, nerdy bones. And uh, uh, if anybody who plans on walking, Buen Camino. <laughs> <laughs>